everybody and welcome to another episode of Magic with Zuby. My name is Zuby and if you're brand new to the show, the show is all about a little well-known card game called Magic the Gathering. So on today's episode, we brought on nothing other than Davey K, a.k.a. some people might know him as Coach Davey. He is a writer at Cool Stuff Games. He writes primarily about EDH and he's also Magic the Gathering's personal fitness trainer as well too. So brought him on and we talked uh like, I think almost the first hour was nothing but fitness related. And then we talk about so much other stuff, politics, uh, magic, content creation, and so much more. Uh, really, really great having him on. And I'm really excited that we finally got to have this chat about it. It was a really good time. I, I really enjoyed talking with him. And he was a really good guest and a really cool person altogether. So before we get into the interview, uh, let's get a few announcements out of the way. If you are watching this or listening to this, uh, this podcast is available on your favorite podcast app, uh, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and Spotify. And you can find this on YouTube. Uh, just search Magic with Zuby on YouTube. And if you want to reach out to me, you can find me on Twitter at Magic with Zuby, on Instagram, at magic underscore with underscore Zuby. And you can email me with any questions you may have at mtgzuby at gmail.com. Also, don't forget that I do stream Paper Commander at least two times a week, uh, Tuesday nights at 8 o'clock Eastern, 8 p.m. Eastern, I should say, and then Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. Eastern as well, too. Um, and that is at twitch.tv slash magicwithzuby. I need to get better at remembering that oh and if you want to help support the show and the stream uh patreon patreon.com slash magic uh we have that out there so that's really cool um we've got a few people that are sub to it already so awesome so uh yeah i guess we just got two quick little ads and then we'll just get right on to the interview oh and i just hit my mic because that's you know that's just how we do it we're doing this live here well hey there zoe why the long face there chum I just want to order some magic cards, but the shipping was too expensive. Too expensive? Well, did you know if you go to LegitMTG.com, you can order any magic cards, and anything over $2 or more has free shipping. Wow, free shipping at LegitMTG.com. That's amazing. You heard that right, Zoe. Free shipping at LegitMTG.com with any order over $2 or more. Be sure to visit today and get the best deal on Magic Singles and Magic Sealed product available. Wow, that's amazing! And that is how you beat the latest standard meta with Abzan. Ugh, it feels like there's no magic content out there for someone like me. Someone who doesn't want to be competitive. Someone who is... Who is... Anormie? Yeah, exactly! Anormie! Well, have I got the show for you, the all-new Magic Vanami show. Hi, I'm Pixie. And I'm Zuby. Together, we host the all-new Magic, Magic for, for Normies. Normies. It is the Magic the Gathering show for all your normie needs. We don't care what deck got into the top eight or what deck is winning. We care about having fun playing Magic. That's right, Pixie. You can watch us on Pixie's Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash pixiekittenplays and catch the VOD on our YouTube channel, pixiekittenplays. If audio is your thing, you can find episodes on the Magic Wazubi RSS feed. Doo -doo 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 -doo. Magic for normies. 
All right, so yeah, we're doing this. Uh, we're live. Hey, Zuby here, and I've got Davey, a.k.a. you might as well know him as Coach Davey on Twitter. Um, he's Magic Gathering's personal trainer, um, and you are an EDH writer for Cool Stuff, Inc. How's it going? It is going well. How are you doing today? Uh, not too bad. It's been, I can't believe how fast today has gone. Like, I woke up at 7 a.m., uh, streamed some EDH, and then I spent the rest of the morning... Um, putting together desks for my kids because they're starting school on Monday and oh, yeah. and getting like their computers all set up and ready. Then I had to go to the store, pick up whatever remaining odds and ends I had to get. And then before I knew it, like, oh, hey, it's time for our interview. Like, what the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What the hell happened yeah. to today? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's that's it's crazy how time has just lost all meaning these last six months. It's like it really you'll has. Days, you'll have days that feel like they went by in five minutes and then a day that feels like it takes eight years. And yeah. then you look back and it's like, this has only been a week. And also, how was it September already? Like, yeah, I, it, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Time feels really weird. This year. I mean, like, I know there's always, you know, you grow up, your concept of time is different. And um, sure. And, you know, you're always going to have days that just flow by. But, yeah, this year with the pandemic and all that concept of time is, like, bizarre. The window. Yeah. Yeah. Like, August totally. is already exactly. over. Like At this point, <laughs> I go by the sun, which is weird that I, we've regressed. But it's just, like, I, I know what time of day it is by where the sun is. Otherwise, I'm just, like, ah, it, to, who knows? Like, when do yeah. I go to bed? When do I wake up? Why does it matter? It's just, you know. It's, yeah. It's, so, I've it been. It is what it is. I, I've been working from home for over a year now uh, for my job. Mm. So, um, you know, when the whole pandemic started, not much changed for me. But yeah. I also would travel for work, right? So I I, right. I, I work for a national healthcare company doing IT. So, um, you, you know, every so often we'd buy a hospital or something like that. And then I'd have to go right. in and do the IT stuff for that hospital. And, you know, that, that, that would be, I'd stay at home, but then every so often I'd have to travel. I have not right. traveled at all this year. And it's like driving me a little crazy because yep. it'd be at least once a month or once every other month, I'd be on a plane traveling for a little bit. And now I'm just, yeah, <laughs> just, just, we just, we just exist. We're yeah. Just, we're just here. Yeah. For Pretty sure. much. It's, um, it's, it's, yeah, it's going, going a little crazy. So, um, what do you do for a living? Is it? The writing so, or the training um, or yeah, so uh, I was working uh, at a gym here in Reno uh, until uh, right after we came back from lockdown. At which point I discovered that my ex bosses were uh, monsters, so I quit. Oh damn! And uh, <laughs> yeah, and so I quit, and I've been. Uh, that was when I kind of started shifting into working with um, Magic players um as as fitness coaching clients and so that's been kind of where my focus has been i'm not quite at the point yet where it's sort of become a full-time yeah income i'm getting there um but uh in the meantime i'm, I'm kind of looking around for kind of part-time jobs and things like that but uh for the most part uh yeah I, I, it, it's coaching and then it's uh and then I, I i write for as you said for cool stuff think every week so that takes some time and then you know playing playing as much magic as i can i yeah. play Fortnite because i'm 36 going on 12 and uh, you, you you're into Fortnite. i am yes hey it's what you're it's i've tried to get into it like when it first came out you know tried yeah. to get into it but then i'm like I'm, I'm not into battle royales it's i've tried so hard to get into them 
you know that was the thing when i when i moved here um and i i live with my with my two uh very good friends um i had given my roommate john crap for a long time about fortnite i'm like oh you play fortnite and then i moved in and i'm just watching him play and i'm like watching him play and i'm like don't say it don't say it don't say it and then can i try it <laughs> and, then, and then and then here we are so it's you know it's it's like i'm not neither of us is particularly good yeah but it's just it's good dumb fun and like the season oh, yeah. they just the season that just came out the other day is all Marvel, so you get to run around as like Thor and She-Hulk and Ooh, Doctor Doom and stuff. That does and, sound cool. Yeah, so like, and there was a Star Wars uh, deal when Rise of Skywalker came out, and there's Ooh. Aquaman was in there, Batman was in there. So like, there's this there's this cool, really kind of off the wall stuff, and um, it's you know just go out and enjoy getting my ass handed to me by twelve year olds in like Arizona because right, you know. But, you know <laughs> Again, we do what we have to do to pass the time. So, so I want to ask you some questions about your personal training. Um, so sure. what does that exactly entail? Like, so let's say I'm interested in your services, right? We're remote, right? I can't yep. see you like physically. You can't see me physically. Correct. So how does that work? So if someone who's yeah. interested in wanting to sign up, what do you do and, or what do they do and all that? So the, 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 the first thing to do is talk to me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, uh, the easiest place to find me is on Twitter. I'm Davey K U M D. Um, and you know, just say, Hey, you know, I'm curious is, you know, I, I, I think I might want to do something. What I'll ask you is what do you want to do? Like, what is your goal? And, and that may seem like a really silly, obvious question, but it's not because, um, we get, we have an image in our head when we think fitness, right. That it's mm-hmm. all either people who want to get huge like bodybuilders or people who want to lose a ton of weight. And while it's true that yes, there are a great many people who want to get big. There are a great many people who want to get small. The vast, the reality is the vast majority of people are in the middle and it's not so much about losing weight or gaining muscle or whatever. It's about feeling better, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. well, I'm getting, I'm getting older and everything's achy and creaky and tight. And I just, you know, I can't keep up with my kids the way I used to. I can't do that hike. I want to do, you know, I moved last weekend and it kicked my ass and you know, it's really what it's about is just feeling better moving through the world every day. Like we gotta, we we got it. We're stuck with these bodies you know, mm-hmm. uh, barring some really great advances in science, we're stuck with these <laughs> bodies and we don't get another shot. So, um, you know, taking care of them now, whatever now is for you will pay off later. And so once we kind of figure out what your goals are and, 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 uh, what exactly you need my help with, because that can be different too. Right. So like I'll have people who come to me and they're completely brand new, have never been active in their lives, right? Mm -hmm. They're going to need me to really hold their hand and show them how to do the movements and tell them how to breathe and tell them why we rest for this long and why we do this and why we do that. Right. And then I'll also have people who are like, Hey, you know, I, I work out a lot, but like, I can't get to my gym. Um, it's closed or I'm not, you know, I'm not comfortable in there or whatever. Um, I just need structure. Can you put together something of structure that I can do at home? Right. Sure. Um, you know, and that's another important point since we're talking about this, you know, one of the big, um, things I get, people will DM me and be like, well, you know, I'd love to do this, but I don't have, I don't belong to a gym or I don't have any equipment. I'm like, great. So neither does pretty much everybody else I'm working with. 
Um, the reality is we can do a ton of stuff with our body weight and with random stuff we have lying around the house. And if you're really, if you really get the itch and you really want to like take it to another level, a $30 set of resistance bands gives us a whole new toolbox, oh, yeah. a 20, a $20 exercise ball, a $15 medicine ball, $30 dumbbells you buy off Craigslist, whatever that kind of stuff. Um, so don't, if you're thinking about this, whether it's in the context of working with a coach, with me, with anybody, yes, you can absolutely do this at home. Um, and then from there, you know, uh, you know, if somebody says, yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's do some coaching. You know, we'll, we'll dive really deep into the goals. We'll talk about nutrition, right? I don't do, I don't write meal plans, like eat this at this time because a, I'm not qualified and I don't like to do things I'm not qualified to do and B, uh, no one follows them. So, uh, <laughs> it ends up being a waste of my time, a waste of their yeah. time. Um, right. Cause ever since we're the one thing. I wish all human beings could bond over is that we all hate being told what to eat. Like yeah. from, from the time we're three years old there, we all have those things we don't like, and it, it doesn't matter why we don't like them. We just don't like them and we're not going to eat them. Don't tell us to eat them. And so that kind of stuff, it, it doesn't work. So what we'll do is we'll look at kind of realistic um, things we can do to make the foods that we do like work better for us. Um, if it's an issue about portion control, if it's an issue about, um, eating too many calories, eating not enough calories. You'd probably fall out of your chair if I told you how many people were under eating and that's why they were gaining weight. Um, not getting enough protein, all that stuff. Um, we dive into that. Then we'll put together, we'll put together a workout program and we'll walk through it and here's what you're going to do. Here's why you're doing it. Here's how we progress it from here. Here's what happens when we hit a roadblock. Here's what happens when you really crush this thing and you're ready for more. Um, and here's how it all fits into the context of your goal. And that's, and that's one thing that I think, um, you know, uh, uh, what, what I see a lot and I, I, cause I was in this position before I started coaching, um, for a living is we're in an age where it's really easy to say, Oh, I'll just Google it or I'll just go on Instagram yeah. or I'll go, I'll find it on Facebook, whatever. As somebody who has spent a lot of time and invested a lot of energy and money into getting good at this i can tell you you get what you pay for and what will happen if you're like i'm gonna google it and do it alone is you're gonna find you, you google one thing right like home workout you're gonna get a hundred thousand different results and oh yeah even if you go to like bodybuilder.com you're gonna find five million be, things that you're gonna be yeah. paralyzed by indecision you're gonna be paralyzed mm -hmm. by misinformation that you don't realize is misinformation um people like me do get paid to do what we do because we know what we're doing um yeah. speaking only for myself i know there are bad coaches out there i don't i i sure as heck hope i'm not one of them but i know there are bad coaches out there who don't know what they're doing um i really take uh, you know i'm not perfect but i take a lot of pride in in really trying to do whatever i can to make sure that i'm guiding people the right way and i'm guiding them the way that makes sense for them right it's like yeah. person a and person b probably don't have the same needs they're probably not starting from the same place and so it would be irresponsible of me to give a and b the same thing and say go to town i'll see you in a month that's not how we do it. Like, yeah, I'm in contact. You've got me as a resource. I got your back. I'm cheering you on. I'm telling you, no, that actually is a good thing. Look at all that progress you made. Here's how we step it up, whatever. And then we just sit back and well, not sit back because you're working out, but sit back and watch the, 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 the progress come in. And it's a really, really cool thing to see. Um, I had one client just today who said, 
um you know he's he's uh almost at he'll like by by middle of this week he'll be under 300 pounds for the first time in as long as he can remember wow that's like, awesome i i live for that and like it's so funny because he and a bunch of accounts like why are you so excited about this i'm like because this is why i do it like if i was in this to get rich i'd be in the wrong field because that's not yeah. what we do we're not we're despite what you see on instagram despite what you see in fitness magazines and crap like that <laughs> yeah we're not living you know this is this is not a get rich quick thing this is you're in this because you care and i care and like i've been where these people are and that's why especially i'm happy to be working with magic players because i think there's a lot of a, a, a very great sense among magic players and gamers of all stripes nerds and geeks of all stripes that this is not our world we don't belong there we can't have that. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. Yes, you absolutely can. Like, if I'm not proof of that, I don't know what is because I'm the biggest dork in the world. And I was not athletic growing up. I didn't play sports. I was I, I sat in my room and played not magic because I was made really bad choices. But I played the Star Wars card game against myself <laughs> on Saturday nights. <laughs> Paul dusted off my action figure collection, watched Star Trek on, on, on reruns. And that was me. And that's still me. And this, if, if you if being healthy and having a good relationship with your body is for everybody. And that's, that is at the core of what I do is that I know that the society that we're in today makes us feel like this is, we shouldn't be here. And yes, you absolutely should. If you want it, you should be here. You can have it. And people like me are around to help you get it. So, yeah. Um, and I think one of the biggest stigmas, especially um, going to the gym, I mean, besides the whole coronavirus thing, um, is just, like you said, people not feeling like they belong. People are going to judge you and yeah. all that. Um, and, and I'll let you in on a little secret with that, because I was absolutely that way. Because mm -hmm. I like everybody many, many times over. Joined the gym on New Year's Day went once, never went back, or joined when there was a sale, went twice, never went back, right? We've all done that. And I had that very same thought, right? Like, everybody's gonna be looking at me, I'm just gonna be this pudgy guy who doesn't know yeah. what he's doing, and that guy's, you know, bench pressing a Buick, and I'm just, I, I can't do anything. The truth is nobody's paying attention. Everybody's got their headphones on, everybody's in their own little world, everybody kind of glances around just because we're like robots and we detect activity, but that's it. No one cares. As and, long as you're not being a jerk or being loud correct. or, or, or I, taking up equipment that th that's one of my most annoying things of it. <laughs> if, if, you're, if you're the guy or gal who um, likes to do a circuit of everything in the gym and claim every machine and every free weight as your own, <laughs> yeah. um, please, please get out of my face because that's when I'll lose it. Um, I'm a very calm, very level-headed, very easygoing guy, but I had that guy at my gym in Seattle and it was just like, it, I was so happy when I started working there as opposed to just being a member there that I could actually tell him like, Hey, stop being a jerk. Um, wow. and he's nice. like, and I'm like, mm -hmm. so anyway, yeah, it's that, that, that's one of the things that, that really, um, that, that I work really, really hard to try and convey to people is that 
you know, I understand what the stigmas are and I understand that there's a very real intimidation going into to, to this process, into the environment of a commercial gym. Um, I get it because, again, I've been there. But um, the reality is that there is unless you have happened upon a really crappy gym and those do exist, yep. um, there's no reason to feel like you don't belong there. You pay the same money everybody else does. And as uh, yeah. you have every, you have every right to be there. Now you may not be an expert yet. You may not know exactly what you're doing, but that's okay. No one's an expert when they start either. Everybody started somewhere, believe it or not. You know, these bodybuilders, these models, these actors and actresses were not born with abs coming out of the womb. Mm -hmm. Like they had to work for this. Um, just same way everybody else did. And, and, and so, um, I think once, once people can kind of wrap their head around that, the whole idea becomes a lot less intimidating and scary and, um, unsettling, which I know it can be, but I'm here to tell you there's no reason for it to be. It's, it's not real. I promise. So question for you. Um, are you currently going to a gym right now? I am. Yes. Uh, I, I have, uh, so gyms have been hit and miss, um, with how they're complying with all of the COVID stuff. Yeah. Um, that, it, that is what led me to leave working at the gym that I was working at is that my, my bosses were not at all interested. They didn't believe this was a thing and they didn't understand why there were restrictions at all. And I was like, well, I'm not going to get, stand here <laughs> so yeah, but um, the gym that I ended up joining um, is doing a really good job um, making sure that everybody's not just following, you know, the bare minimum, but also like that nobody's like that nobody's doing anything that is like egregiously creating problems. They're making sure people are, are, are taking their space. We're making sure we're wearing, wearing masks when we need to wear masks. There's I've, I've been in there almost every day for the last month and I've never not seen somebody cleaning. Um, and so I think that's really a key. Um, if you're, if you already belong to a gym and you're not sure whether you, you should go back or if you're thinking about joining one is, you know, the COVID stuff is real and I, and I'm not, I, I don't believe there's any reason to believe that a gym is any, I will say, I don't think a gym is nearly as dangerous as a restaurant is right now, but if the gym is clearly not taking it seriously if the employees aren't even wearing masks if people are right on top of each other if people are sweating all over each other if nobody's cleaning anything if there's no wipes around for you to use to clean down your stuff then maybe it's time to look elsewhere um but if you walk into a gym and you can see that they're they're making sure that dis distancing is happening they're making sure that mask guidelines are being enforced then then it's on your comfort level and again that's the thing it's on your comfort level and if you're not comfortable going to a gym right now that's super okay that's why we can do things at home so you know keep that in mind as well it, you know it, it's it's easy to be like well i really want to do this i really want to you know you know get fit but i can't go to a gym so i can't do it like no you, you can got to get creative but you can do it yeah um it's really it's it's and i will say this if um, if you're in a state or a city or a part of the world where they're just not letting gyms open yet, probably for the best. Um, because again, I don't think, gym, I don't think gyms are, are, are more dangerous than restaurants are right now, but if gyms aren't open, I'll guarantee the restaurants aren't open. And so, 
you know, I, this is this is a this is a weird, bizarre, frustrating yeah. time that we live in. But <laughs> we we gotta we gotta we gotta play the hand we're dealt, and that's that's where we have to get creative with stuff. But um, at the end of the day, it's that that's that's going to be a decision for each person how comfortable they are about what they're seeing at yeah. that particular gym. And if, and I can say with really strong confidence, if I wasn't fully comfortable, I wouldn't be there. Um, yeah, because it's not worth it. Like I, I'm 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 I've got goals that I have, and I and I've got made really great progress, and I got good momentum, and I'm not gonna sacrifice. Like I'm not gonna put myself at risk of death for that. So so it. let me let me ask you this. Um, so you going back to the gym? Um. And, you know, you're wearing a mask going to it. My, the thing that I think I'd be worried about the most going back to a gym would be the free weights. Because n no one, obviously, most of the time washes those down. Like, mm -hmm. you, you know, I mean, the machines, yeah, you know, you always make sure you wipe everything down with there when you're done. But what about free weights? Um, I, so I, I was like this before, and I'm even more so now. Um, the very first thing I do once I go in and I put my stuff in my cubby and I turn my headset on and I'm ready to go mm -hmm. is I go and I grab a wipe and then I spray it again with more disinfectant stuff. And I will use that to wipe everything I touch before I touch it. Benches, that makes dumbbells, sense. barbells, kettlebells, uh, machine attachments, machine seats, uh, cardio equipment, medicine balls, anything. Um, because frankly, right now we cannot trust each other. Um, in any in any environment, but I, as you said, um, people are have historically not been great about wiping down things like benches and free weights versus machines. So I, I will say I have noticed a lot more people getting better at it. But I think mm -hmm. there's a, a lot of people have a lot of bad habits to to kind of unlearn. Um, so for me it's i have to make sure that i'm taking it into my own hands i wipe it down before i pick it up makes sense makes i wipe sense. it down again right when i put it down so the next person has it clean um and that's because i think i, I you know i can't control what everybody else does but i can control what i do and so i'm going to do whatever i can to make sure that that i'm doing my part makes sense hey so i got a question for you this is more of a personal question um sure and um i'm just more curious uh, so um, I have trouble, uh, lifting weights and that's due to my carpal tunnel in both my hands, mm -hmm. especially pretty bad on my right hand. So that mm -hmm. means like my grip is like, yeah, is shit. So my right hand, especially, um, I noticed, let's say I'm doing, um, working on my biceps and I'm trying to do mm -hmm. curls. Um, after mm -hmm. a while, like no matter what kind of weight could be even five pounds. I noticed like excruciating pain and that e even with wearing a wrap. Yeah, it's like here, all in here. Mm -hmm. So even with wearing a wrap and all that, um, yeah, a stint or not like a stint, but more like you know to try to keep my Split. wrist splint. Yeah, yeah, try to get yeah. my yeah. wrist aligned. Um, the only thing I've been told to like even really get that fixed is surgery. I mean, it's going to depend on whether there's structural damage or not. Um, yeah, that's and true. if there is, and if there is, then yeah, it probably is surgery or. It's also um, it also could be physical therapist territory to where they're they're they are trained to be you know I, I it, it, believe it or not it is outside of my scope of practice to um, like if you ever see somebody who's like stretching somebody out at a gym 
like yeah like like physically pulling their legs up and stuff that person had better be a physical therapist or a massage therapist or orthopedist oh, really? or whatever okay because trainers are not qualified to do that really um, yeah uh most uh, i will say i have the, the certification that i have is pretty much the gold standard for the industry and mm-hmm. the textbook went out of its way that was a question on the exam was like true or false you can stretch a client out and it was like false so wow. like i wouldn't i wouldn't be able to like grab your hand and like start like does this hurt does this hurt does this hurt um i would say that without knowing exactly what's going on in there your best bet probably would be to see a doctor and get some x-rays and see if see what's going on in there um if uh, all things being equal and i understand that in this case all things are not equal um i've had issues with my wrist not to that extent i broke my, my right wrist when i was a kid yeah um and it gives me trouble every now and again um but one thing that i have done that's been really helpful for me um is to just do um so if this is my if this is like if i would rest this like on my chins or whatever yeah i would have an extremely lightweight like i'm talking two three pounds um here and just use my fingers and my forearm muscles to curl up like this okay that really helps and then you do the same thing from this position where you flip it over and do it like this that's interesting and then the other one is to grab again an exceptionally light dumbbell um like this like you grab it by the bell part mm-hmm. and then you kind of just go you rotate the wrist over and then bring it back so is that really trying to build up the um the muscles around here on your forearm so it's, it's, or, or the yeah, tendons it's yes it's it's stability and strength for those connective tissues and those little muscles that are in here yeah because like when you you know when we do when we do a deadlift or when we do a barbell curl or whatever our forearms get work our forearms get work a lot yeah um you really don't ever have to like do a forearm workout that's that's unless you unless you're legitimately trying to bodybuild um our forearms get work but um they also and the the wrist joints again, especially with what you do for a living and what and similar to what a lot of people do for a living typing all day, um, the wrist joints and the, and the connective tissues around them can take a pounding and mm-hmm. years and years and years of that can, can do damage. So, yeah. um, there are things you can try, but at the end of the day, my absolute default, if I'm being responsible is if it hurts, go see a doctor. Cause yeah. once it gets to the point of it hurts, then it's out of my it's out of my realm because that that's not i i I don't diagnose and i don't treat because oh no no, perfectly innocent yeah and i say that not so much to you but to anybody who's seeing this because again i've seen plenty of trainers who are just trainers like me you know you may have a corrective exercise certification you may have whatever you're not a doctor unless unless you have an md or whatever letters for orthopedists or whatever. But unless you have a medical doctorate, you're not a doctor, you don't treat. That's just, that's it. So, and keep that in mind because I've heard way too many horror stories of people saying, well, look, my trainer did this to me and told me to do that. And I'm like, well, <laughs> oh they never, man, they should never have done that. So that's scary. That's scary out there. No, no, it's, um, thank you for that. It's, it's pretty much, I I've already gotten x-rays on it before and I, I need surgery for it, but, um, yeah. it's, I was just curious if there was anything else. Cause a surgery is 
since it's elective and you know thanks right. to american healthcare it's too fucking expensive for me to even attempt to get it unless yeah. it's to the point where debilitating. I, yeah, yeah. to where i can't work anymore so yeah it, it's yeah. it it's been one of those frustrating things for me because it's um back when I used to work out a lot, like go to the gym a lot a couple years ago. Um, that'd be one of the most frustrating things. Like there'd be some days I just have to skip a, a arm day altogether because it's like, you just can't do it. It's like, I, I'm literally struggling to lift five pounds. I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm getting mad mm -hmm. and you know, right. so. Yep. And that's, and, and I will say I empathize because an injury is the wor easiest, worst crappiest way to stop your momentum right in its tracks yeah. um so that's why everything i do is meant with you know I, again i'm not a doctor but i am very much a first do no harm like yeah whoever i say this i make this joke a lot but whoever um i would like to travel back in time like quantum leap and shoot in the face whoever said no pain no gain for the first time because this is not <laughs> supposed to hurt and when it oh hurts, man and when it hurts you need to stop I, I, I wish I took that. I wish I took this because I used to be heavy into martial arts when I was a teenager. Um, I used to, I mean, I, I know I don't look the body right now, but when I was young, I used to be very acrobatic on um, being able to do mm -hmm. like all those flips and all, oh, all, all, all that kind of shit. And so, so just, just a quick digression on that because yeah. I, no, I, I never get this, this, this pitch to hit. So I was nine years old when Power Rangers came out for the first yeah. time. And as of as of today that we're doing this, yesterday was Power Rangers Day because it was the anniversary of the premiere. Oh, okay. Um, which I remember very well. And <laughs> I was not acrobatic or athletic in any way as a kid, as I mentioned. <laughs> so I, um, right around that time, my mom was like, well, you like this Power Rangers crap and I want to like do something. Let's go do Kung Fu together. I was like, yes. And we did it for like a year. And then um, I, as 13-year-olds or 10-year-olds or 11-year-olds do, got bored and didn't do it again. And I'm mad because all I've ever wanted to be able to do is put on that spandex Power Rangers suit and do a whole bunch of back handsprings and like roundhouse kicks and oh, man, stuff. Why didn't I ever do that? Because, I mean, I liked Power Rangers, but I never thought of actually getting a suit and being able to do that. But no, I wanted to bring up that no pain, no gain because... All the stupid shit that my friends and I would do because, yeah, we want to be tough like Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan. And, oh, oh, let, let's do, you know, fucking knuckle push-ups on concrete or, like, pavement or, or on uh, asphalt, you yeah. know. L l l yeah. let, let's punch trees and shit because, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you know. That's that's how you prove how tough you are. Yeah, well, but when you're a teen, you're dumb like that. Of course, that. it makes total sense. <laughs> of course, yeah. Yeah, we're we're gonna well, kick I, we're gonna kick trees to show how tough we are. You know, right? <laughs> and you know, and that's and that's the thing. Like, you know, I've I've spent a lot. I I've been on fitness Instagram for the last over three years, and I can tell you that if you think magic Twitter's bad, you haven't seen fitness Instagram because uh, that is a do, whole. Different do I even want to? whole different circle of hell um do i even want to know or do i even want to see it jackassery that you will see from these people it, it's just it's it's you'll see these people who are like th the picture is them with like blood spilling out of their nose and the captions like yeah i got a nosebleed on like the first rep but i cranked out 12 more and i'm like with a pool of your own blood at your feet 
I don't give a shit how many deadlifts you did. Your face was leaking. You're an idiot. Shut oh the fuck God. up. So that's that's the thing. That's another thing that I think is is unfortunate because even still, you know, without without naming names, there are styles of fitness and and trademarked ways of doing things that cross over the fitness world. If you will, oh, um, that fitting while crossing. It's something to that effect, right? <laughs> Where they're 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 reached and it's gotten better because it had to because people were legitimately dying, but they're reached that point where the the fetish fetishization of nearly dying working out had gotten out of control, and that has not gone away, and it's really really dangerous. So. One thing I would say to anybody who either um, is has never really done this before or it's been a while or you're doing something really basic and you're trying to step it up, please, please, please don't don't overdo it and in any way. Like if you're somebody who's walking a mile a day, please don't try to run a 10K tomorrow. It's not going to go well for you. Yeah. Um, if you're somebody who's doing um, basic body weight strength movements on the living room floor, Please don't go and hop into a um, uh, Schloss Fit class um, tomorrow because <laughs> it's not going to go well for you. Um, so, so you mean it's, them trying to do? Oh God, what do they call those pull-ups? Those where they do like a hundred pull-ups and ups? yeah, I, the mu the muscle ups where you go up and then you so they sort, you sort of swing your body. You your butt. Yes, those are fine. Well, okay, well, no, no, no. I, I, I always love seeing those because people like oh, I can do a hundred of those in like five minutes. I'm like, no, let's see you do real pull ups. All right. Okay. Well, <laughs> you can't do a hundred of them in five minutes. I know. Um, I know. And it's I get the same stuff all the time. <laughs> the thing, the thing about the thing about training in in any context is that it's almost never the movements that are the problem. The movements nine times out of ten are sound. It's the context. It's, are you using the appropriate weight? Are you using the appropriate tempo? Mm -hmm. um, are you doing a movement that you are able to do? And what I mean by that is just because you can pick a barbell off the ground without falling over and dying, doesn't mean you're ready to do a clean and jerk with your body weight going over your head. These things have to be worked up to, and you have to train to do these things. And I think that is a, you know, I, I think we've seen that a lot with, um, you know, back when you remember when like P90X was the thing. Oh yeah. And that was, and that was marketed as being very tough and a very tough home workout. And like, it was, it was too tough for most people. And they didn't care because they got your money, even if you put the DVD in once and never watched again, they got your money. Um, I, you know, I, as a coach, I believe 40,000% in starting low and going slow. That is how, that's how I did it. That's how everybody I know who's done great things has done it. You start where you are right now and you work one thing at a time to get to wherever you're going. Don't try to skip pages. Don't try to cut corners you're going to get hurt and we don't want to get hurt. It's the opposite of what we're trying to do. 
We're trying to feel better, not trying to kill ourselves. People always make that joke. They're like, oh, you're going to kill me. I'm like, fun fact, it's really bad for business when I kill the clients. Like, <laughs> I get really, you know, the word of mouth goes sour and yeah. the Yelp reviews go down. Like, it's true, though. Like, it's, it is my job to, if I'm doing my job well, I am doing everything I can to make sure you walk out of every session and over the long term feel better, not worse. If I get you hurt, I've that's the worst thing I can do. And so I go out of my way to make sure you don't get hurt. And that's really, really something I think people need to keep in mind because it's so um, easy to be tempted by what we see out there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of those those athletes can do that stuff because they've been training years and years and years and years intentionally for it. Yeah. Any implication that you can walk in off the couch and do it as long as you pay your money first and the credit card goes through um, <laughs> is, is false and it's irresponsible. And it's dangerous. So yeah. I think it's really important to acknowledge where you are when you're starting something like this and understand that it, it magic I'll use. I've been using this magic metaphor. Yeah. Fitness is not a game of modern or legacy or vintage where it's turn zero combos and the game's over before you know it. Magic is a 14 turn grinded out beer night EDH game where there's 13 board wipes and you're casting your commander for the ninth time and somebody's at 300 life and how is this guy still alive? That's what we're doing. It is a slog. It is one almost excruciating bit of progress at a time. It's 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 land go turn one, not land crypt mox soul ring signet. Blah blah blah. It, yeah, we're not doing that. That's not how it works. It is land go, land little creature go, land another little creature swing for one go. This is how we do it. It is one thing at a time, but we build, if you think about it again, like a, you think about a long game of commander, you look back and it's like, man, who would have thought that countering that spell on turn two changed everything? Or who would have thought that that yeah. one drop creature ended up being my MVP, right? That's how this goes, where you look back and you're like, man, I started with one push up. I couldn't do one. And now I just did 50 and my wedding dress fits again or whatever it is right like that's mm -hmm. how we do it so oh, it's it, nice. it's, it's, it's I, I, this is why i like talking about fitness and working with magic people because i get oh, to no. mix my metaphors oh, no. and yeah it's fun people get people get it now yeah because like when i worked at gyms with like normies they'd be like i'd be like i play this game called magic and there's this thing and i'd make and they'd be just look at me like Shut what up, are you talking about i'm like yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> sorry 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 ma'am sorry sorry um, but yeah, it's, 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 um, uh, it, it's a long, it's a long, it, it, to, to borrow a cliche, which I hate, it's a marathon, not a sprint. It really, yeah. really is. So let me ask you this, uh, with personal training, is there, um, like, especially with what you do and from what you know of others, are there like specialties, um, in there terms be, of, yes. so like you could be, all right, I'm going to specialize in, uh, like weightlifting, uh, someone else is specializing maybe in nothing but cardio exercises or, or, or cal or calisthenics or something like that. Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, there are, um, so, so anybody who's a certified personal trainer obviously is certified. They better yes. be, um, if they're claiming to be, they better be, um, 
So the organization that I'm certified through is called NASM. And like I said earlier, it's pretty much the gold standard. It's like, mm-hmm. if you have a NASM certification, you can work at any gym in the country. Um, and NASM, like other organizations as well, offers a whole bunch of, um, so, so you get certified, you take an exam, you get certified and that lasts for two years. Then you have to get recertified. So mine is actually up in a couple of months. And in order to get recertified, I don't take the exam again. I have to have done continuing education and Mm -hmm. that can take different forms. You can just consume like little bits and drips and drafts or NASM and a lot of others uh, and a lot of other organizations offer um, additional certifications. So you can do corrective exercise, you can do behavior modification, you can do um, you can get a nutrition certification, which again, you're still not a dietitian, but you're closer. Um, you can get um, you can get certifications for working with special populations like the aged um, or kids or people with disabilities. Um, you can get certifications for, as you said, for powerlifting. You can get certified to to uh, in um, sp- like a- actual sports, like strength and agility stuff for athletes. Um, you can get, there are all kinds of specialties um, and different uh, and different. Um, strengths and different areas of study that we each of us has um and so that that's another reason why like i'm not going to sit here and be naive or arrogant enough to be like i am everybody's trainer and no one should ever hire anybody but me yeah you should always conceive what your options are and if there's somebody who's a better fit for you than me on any level go hire them i want you to succeed like i i i don't you know I'm not going to be a fit for everybody. Everybody's not going to be a fit for me. I've had more than one person where I've had to say, look, I would love to take your money, but I can't help you. And here's why. And yeah. I said, it would just be wrong of me to, to, to take you on because I know I can't do what you're asking me to do. Um, and so, yeah, there, there are, uh, and the longer you do this, the more you kind of rack up these things. Um, and so I actually, uh, I, I have the, the continuing education units I need to get recertified, I just have to like pay them the money and do the process. But yeah, um, I think I am going to actually try and get another certification um, in the near future, just because I, I like learning and I like knowing more stuff and I like being able to help um, a broader segment of the population. So I haven't decided yet exactly which one I want to do, but um, yeah, there's, there are lots of different, um, uh, there, there, you'll find like, I, I'm sort of a, you would call me a general population trainer mm-hmm. and there are definitely, uh, coaches and trainers who specialize, um, in different styles of training or different populations or different needs or whatever. So yeah, there's, there's all, all That's kinds awesome. of stuff all over the spectrum. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, do you, do you have any plans for maybe going to school one day for, um, any kind of sports medicine or or anything like that or i've thought about that and if i were to do it it would probably be to be a physical therapist Mm -hmm. um and i waffle because undeniably um there is a there's the potential for a much better financial living being a physical therapist than being a a a trainer Mm -hmm. um but at the same time it's a there are a lot of similarities between PT physical therapists and PT personal trainers. I hate that they're the same initials because everybody gets confused, (laughs) but there's a lot of similarities, but there's a lot of differences too. And I think for me, 
Um, I like about my job that I get to stay engaged with clients for a really long time. Mm -hmm. Whereas with physical therapists, you tend to see people only for as long as their insurance lets them, which is usually a few weeks or a few months. And isn't um, at that point, they're patients too. Also. They are. Yes. Yeah. And, 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 and then you send them out the door and you probably never see them again. Go on to the next. And, yep. Right. And, and you know, I, 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 one of my mentors, um, pass this phrase on to me and it's absolutely true the goal of every coach is for the client is to get it to the point where our clients fire us eventually because they don't need us anymore mm -hmm. um but that that takes different amounts of time for different clients and depends on the goals and depends on where you're starting from and all that stuff so um i you know i i i, I don't know i i don't know um i don't have any ambition to ever get like a doctorate and like be a doctor of any kind yeah because blood and stuff I, um and i'm not good with math if we're being really honest but um <laughs> it's that is something that i have that i have noodled about a lot yeah um and and it's you know i i never say never um i've, I've learned i've learned better than that uh but yeah it's 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 a possibility well i mean awesome. we'll see i i don't know I, I my best answer is yes i have thought about it no, I have no idea if I'm going to do it. Awesome. Awesome. So how long have you been a writer for cool stuff now? That has been, um, well, let's see, 25. Sorry about that. Hold on. No, that's all right. I, um, it has been just over six months now. Okay. Um, I started with them uh, right before uh, quarantine. So it was okay. early March was, was my first, uh, was my first article for them. Nice. Have you ever, um, actually visited cool stuff or anything? I have not, I have not been to Florida in a very long time. I'm an, I'm an East coast kid. I grew up in Pennsylvania. Um, and like I've been to Disney world and I've been to, I went to, uh, Jacksonville to see my, uh, college football team play in the Gator Bowl. It was, <laughs> it was really bad. Um, yeah. Jacksonville is not that great. No, it was not. No. Um, uh, saw some spring training games uh, and that kind of thing, but um, it's been God, fifteen years since I've been to Florida. So, yeah, um, and not I, missing much. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't even miss home that much. Like, I miss home. I miss my family. Yeah, but, like I go home and I'm home for a day and a half, and I'm like, I'm good. This is plenty. I can go back now. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Um, how long have you been doing content for? Um. You know, that's, a, that's, that's, uh, oh, Jesus. Sorry. Uh-oh. Um, no, you're good. That's, a, that's a, uh, it's a hard question to answer because I, um, so I only started playing magic four years ago, four and a half years ago. Four and a half years. So what, four, right before, right before Kaladesh came out or something? Or? Shadows over Innistrad came out the weekend I played my very first game. Okay. So, so yeah. Yeah, that would have been right before. Ka yeah, shadows yeah, and elders. That was shadows. Shadows block was before Kaladesh yeah. block. Yeah, I bought the shit out of Kaladesh block because I like I knew what I was doing and bought everything. Um, it, so, it was a good. It was a good set. It was, and it's great for commander. Um, oh my god, yeah. But so I'm fairly new to the game. Um, I would say that the 
my first sort of foray into content was um, it would have been last last early late winter early spring. Oh shoot, sorry. Um, last uh, late late winter early spring of 2019. Um, so Olivia Gobert Hicks, um, mm-hmm. who is on the CAG and queen of the Commander world, um, she is one of she is one of the friends that I live with. I live in her house with her and her husband. Um, oh okay. And uh, oh, you even live there right now, or? They, Livy is upstairs on Jerry oh, okay. stream right now, and John is waiting for me <laughs> to play Fortnite. So, um, and the dogs are probably whining for dinner. Um, so when when Livy started her stream, it was me and her and John and our friend Joe because we had been playing over webcam for months because John and Livy moved out of Seattle to come down to Reno, and Joe and I were both still in Seattle. And so this was our way of playing together. And this was before Webcam Commander was on anybody's radar. Um, and so one day we were playing and we were just, she's like, I have this Twitch stream that I don't that I don't really use that much. We sh- should we stream our games? I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it. Like, I, nobody's gonna want to give a shit about us goobers yeah. playing magic together, but we think we're pretty funny. So, I mean, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah, so, her stream is like blown up, which is awesome. So I, you know, that was how, that was how that stream started was the four of us. Um, and then over time we, you know, as, as Livy became a bigger deal in the community, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously now it's, it's become, you know, like it's, it's, it, it is absolutely the EDA stream, um, that I think really changed the game to be fair. Um, others have been doing similar things. Um, but yeah, like Lexicon have been doing theirs Lexi- for a while. Lexicon's been around, and 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 I am absolutely in love with the boys at Lexicon. I've oh yeah, they're played great. With them a bunch. Yeah. Um, when the world stops ending, I'm going to drive over and play with them in the studio. It's going to be great. Yeah, yeah. Um, Olivia was telling me about their studio. Um, because uh, I was in her pod during Command Fest last weekend. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, uh, she and I were talking. Um. And she mentioned that like their studio is like they've got their own like little studio office they rent out, and I thought it was all in like someone's room at their house or something like that. Yeah, it's like no, it's, no, that, it's like, super legit, full fledged office. I'm like, holy crap, that's awesome. Yeah. So I, you know what I think? I I think what what and I love that they are. It's one of the things I love about them. I love a lot of things about them, but um, they are super like on top of it very professional yeah their like, production is great like fantastic we when we started on Livy's stream we were the lowest of rent productions you could get like it was john and livy were playing on the same table with an ipad suspended <laughs> from the ceiling fan that's I awesome had my, i had my my laptop stuck in between cases of Coke Zero with the camera pointed down at my play mat. And I, because of how my living room was set up, I had to play sideways. So like, wow. I was, I, everything was sideways for nine months until I moved. Um, and then Joe was the only one who had an honest to God webcam. We were like, oh. I mean, so it was like, <laughs> oh, that's like great. Six, it was six months before we got life totals on the screen. Um, it was God knows how long before we got like, uh, and, anything that resembled professional pressure and we loved that like we were we were like look and the whole point of it was and i think this is what kind of got the light bulb going when quarantine came around is like look we're not 
none of us we're not we're, we're not using professional equipment you don't have to yeah get, get three other friends who have cameras of any kind that can even remotely see the board and whether you stream it or not go play it yeah that's all you need that, that, that's think- what we were doing um before spell table became a thing um my my little discord community you know we were like all right let's play over discord Right, and it was like the worst looking setup ever. That's how we started. That and, was how we did. We were playing and, over Discord. Yeah, and um, and then absolute trash. And, and then absolute one, trash. Yeah, and, and one and one of my um, one of the people in my stream, I think he's actually one of your clients, Baltan. Um, mm-hmm. um, ga- I think gave me the idea to start streaming it, and I'm all like, okay. And then Spell Table came around, and, crushing it. By the way, awesome, good. I'm glad to hear yeah. that. He is a very is. awesome person. He is. But yeah, spell table. You know, spell table was born out of necessity, and now Wizards has bought it, which scares the hell out of me because I'm sure it's yeah. going to become a paid thing at some point. But yeah, it's, um, I, it, so it, it's. Oh, sorry. Livy, Livy, and I, and John, and all we're all friends with Scott Larrabee, who's on the RC and who works for Wizards. And every every time we're talking to him, we're just like, "Oh yeah, I can't wait for spell table to cost us nine 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 a month." And he's just like, "Because <laughs> that's it, not his call at all." It, but we have to, yeah. Like, oh you yeah, know, you have to give him jabs. He knows that, like, he knows by now that, like, he's our resident. Like, we're gonna make our wizards jokes and yeah, poke him. And yeah, it, it was funny. Him, um, like, for it. Uh, Olivia was actually talking to me about that. She was asking me like, so how do you like spell table? Like, how do you stream on that and all that? And she was telling me like how you guys do it over Zoom and mm-hmm. all that. Um, but and it's funny because I remember telling her right before we go live, like, oh yeah, I've had no issues with spell table. It's been fine. It's been fine for me. Literally, the next time I stream, and ever since then, spell table has been acting really crappy. And, and I know, mm-hmm. I, and I know, causation doesn't equal correlation and all that. But it's like ever right. since then, it's I'm either having one to two people constantly dropping out, which I never had that problem before. And I've even I even have a brand new computer now. My bandwidth is upgraded. I'm actually right. utilizing less bandwidth. Um, and I. Like I even look at my computer, you know, my task manager, make sure nothing's going crazy using right. utilizing less bandwidth. You, my computer's a thousand times better than it was before. Still having right. people starting to drop out, and all of a sudden, spell table can barely find the cards. Like when I'm trying to double click, so I'm like, I, I, I know that doesn't mean it's turning to crap, but it's just. I something's going on with it lately. Maybe it's because there's more people using it and the servers are starting to. Yeah. And I think that's, that's an important thing for people to remember. And it's, and, um, that, that spell table still is something that is made by people on their own time. Oh yeah. Um, They have, they eventually set up a Patreon and now they, you know, obviously now wizards has, has stepped in, but you know, this was very much a labor of love. And I think, in in our 2020 brains it's just like well why doesn't this thing work that i'm paying nothing for why doesn't it work perfectly i think we all have to remember that that like be more mad if the thing you're paying for doesn't work yeah exactly and um (laughs) yeah uh, it's um no you're you're, Uh, i I didn't hear what you hear anything uh, thank you i appreciate that um (laughs) Yeah, it, it's it's but but you know I think again to what I think is really the cool thing that I've noticed, um, especially in the last six months during quarantine, but over the last year and a half that I've been in 
magic in any sort of serious way is everybody there's there are so many voices out there and you know livy's hella popular but livy's not everybody's cup of tea you know i'm i'm a wee baby content creator and there's people who love me and there's people who've never heard of me and there's people who don't like me and that's all fine and there's there are voices everywhere you can find that one or two or ten that you really click with and you Mm -hmm. can and you'll 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 build everyone will build those like really dedicated communities and i think it's easy and i know you can empathize with this you know we exist in a in a in a realm where you know the 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 livies and the profs and the pks of the world it's just like oh man like you you feel like you're looking up at like a 50-foot statue and the truth is they're human beings i know because i live with one um they're human beings um they got where they are because they're good at what they do and they work really consistently on people like them not everybody's going to get to that level and that's okay like there's oh, yeah, room yeah. for everybody at every level. And I, I, as you know, as I was really starting to get into content creation, I struggle with that. I, like, I think a lot of us do oh, where yeah, it's like, well, for sure. I, well, I wrote one article. Why am I not being invited to, you know, pre pre-releases yet? Like, yeah. Right. It, it, we, we, again, 2020, we just think, well, if I put it out there now, I'm a celebrity and it's like, no, that's not. Oh you know, yeah, that, that, that's that's I've, something I've talked about a lot on this podcast and with other people. What I've what I've really come to peace with is do what you like, do what you do because you love it, and everything else that comes with it is a bonus. Oh yeah, and and oh, yeah. and, and honest to God, that is that is a one hundred percent corollary with fitness. We focus on the process. We don't focus on the outcome because we can't control outcomes. We can control the process and we control the process and we focus on that and we really control that. And then the outcomes come. And the same is true with content creation. The same is true if you're trying to be, you know, a a pro magic player, if you're trying to become a better deck builder, a better this, a better that, whatever, just do it because you love it and because you have a passion for it and whatever comes from it is gravy. Because now, if all you're focused on is the gravy, you're going to be disappointed. No, and that's a really good outlook to have because, um, and that's good advice too, because it's, I've talked about this a lot of times on my podcast. Um, and it's something that is, you know, it, it's, especially when you're newer, like you said, you put out an article, you put out a video or you start streaming and it's like, oh, why aren't I, why aren't I popular yet? Mm-hmm. And it's like, people don't understand, like it takes a long time for and one it either takes a long time you know a lot of grinding for people to even start noticing you or yep. you could just be extremely incredibly lucky that some bunch of people saw you at the right time at the right place and boom it's you know it's it's there's there are so many things at play there's luck there's timing i mean look let's be honest i was one of them all of us thought when quarantine started we were going to be the next you know, 50,000 follower content creator. Cause we had all this time on our hands. So of course, every, you know, we all yeah. thought that it didn't pan out for anybody really. Um, and of course it didn't because that's not how it works. It's, it's, you know, uh, what I found, I write because I like writing and because I love magic, I love writing. And it's something I can put two passions of mine together. And I've been really fortunate that I'm compensated now for it. Um, that's awesome. But 
even if I wasn't, I'd still do it because I like it. Mm-hmm. And I did it because I liked it. And that led to an opportunity to get compensated for it. And now I do it because I love it. And I put it out there and I've done 25 articles and yada, yada, yada. And every week I see more people coming in. They're like, oh, I, you know, I just, I just stumbled across your article. This is great. Or I think you're an idiot and shut the fuck up. I'm like, okay, thanks for reading, you know? Um, that's how it works. And, you know, I, I, I've, I, I, I have long since put to bed any delusions that I'm going to, you know, be standing there in the, in that echelon with, with game nights and command zone and Florian community college and pleasant Kenobi and my roommate. Like that's, and that's okay. <laughs> and that's okay. I don't yeah. have to be, Yeah, I don't have to be. It, it's, it's, I, I, you know, I, I'm happy doing what I'm doing. I love it. And at any point, if that stops being the case, I'll stop doing it. And I'll be super okay with that. I've walked away from jobs, I don't know how many times, because they didn't work for me anymore and make me feel worse than they were making me feel good. Mm-hmm. I'll do that with this too. And that's, life's too short, man. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, I, I've, I've seen, you know, streamers good of all I love that games you put that. and yeah. realms that it just, it, it become the burnout is so real. And it's like, at that point, what are you doing? I, I, I love like, that you said life is too short. I literally just had an episode about that a couple months ago. Um, and I, it, it, I think a lot of it came off where I, it was one of my solo episodes where I just started talking about. Because um, in the past, I'd never really bring up politics or, you know, other stuff like that. Stuff about diversity or race. Or anything like that, but especially like during this whole Black Lives Matter movement, I have been bringing up more and more on the podcast. And I think there is once again something dumb happening on Magic Twitter, and and I would I just kind of got fed up, and I just started talking about you know it. Life is too fucking short to worry about this shit. You guys are worrying about something that in the long run does not matter yet you don't want to actually focus on issues that do matter to the world. Like, you know, black lives matter and you know, whatever else, you know what I mean? And yeah. Oh God. And you know, you mentioned magic Twitter and just how frustrating it can be. Oh my gosh. Wizards just released another $10 booster pack. Okay. But that's not really the end of the world. You know, it it sucks, but it's, you know, and that's, and that's, that's part and parcel of the time we live in. But I think you're absolutely right. Is that, you know, uh, all of these things, it just comes back to, we get one life. Mm-hmm. If we're really lucky, that's 80, 90 years. Um, what are you going to do with that? Like how much of that are we going to spend just being pissed at the clouds? Pissed and like, miserable, right? It's like, I, 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 I get, and at the same, at the same time, feel your feelings. And if you're mad about something, you probably have a reason. Just don't live in it. Like, you know, yeah. take that moment. That, 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 that's okay. important. Yeah. Right. Don't live like, in it. Yeah. That's good. Like I, 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 I get bad about wizards and their bullshit all the time. And I talk about it on Twitter with zero. I have zero filter. I'll call wizards out eight days a week and twice on Sunday. Um, but then I move on. Cause like you have to like, it, it's, if it, 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 you know, like, look, I, 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 I get it. I want cheaper fetch lands too, but if I have to see one more tweet or video about reprinting fetch lands, we know, they know, everybody knows. 
And so that's the kind of thing where it's like, express your opinion by all means, as long as you're respectful and not a bigoted asshole. Um, respect your opinion. Get that out. Get that out of your system. Exhale. And then move the hell on because one day you look back and you think, how many, how many weeks and months worth of time did I spend mad on Twitter? And what the hell did that get me? And how many weeks and months of time did I spend mad because content creator Bob over there and content creator Susie over here are more popular than I am? Or yeah. they got invited to this and I didn't, or um, this and this. None of it matters. None of it matters. There's no, the internet yeah. points aren't redeemable <laughs> for cash. It doesn't matter. Yeah, like, and, th it, and that's such an important thing you bring up because it's, and I've been, the past few months I've been trying to practice this more is staying off social media. Like, like still going on it, but I'm trying to not be on it as much. Especially like, during early on in the pandemic, you know, I think all of us, the whole world was on social media and just Absolutely, going yeah. crazy and saying, what, what else were we going to yeah. do? And yeah. who the know, who the fuck knows what's going to happen. Right. But, right. but now that, you know, especially like, like late June, early July, it's like, I've been trying my best to stay off it more because yeah. I, and I feel like it's really helped my mental health with it too. Yes. Because there are serious side effects of being on social media all the time where you you just like you said you inevitably find yourself getting jealous because Davey here got invited to command fest and i didn't or Davey got flown out to game nights and i didn't you know and just stuff like that you know what i mean just yep. you're yeah. gonna and 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 and, and i because that's been me and then yeah. you have that moment of clarity where you're like what this person's doing has nothing to do with me yeah. There's no competition. It wasn't a value judgment. It wasn't like, well, we could invite this random guy who some people know, or this one with 35,000 followers. We'll go with that. It's not like that. Like, I, yeah. I, you know, it, it's, it's, it's like, uh, or, or uh, the other thing that, that really just drives me up a wall is just when um, people dogpile on each other on Twitter, especially. Um, I'm not counting Reddit in this because Reddit, as far as I'm concerned, is is a, 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 a horrific trash fire that I don't Pretty even much. acknowledge its existence. Um, but on Twitter, you'll see this where, you know, big deal person, player, streamer, writer, whoever they are, makes a mistake or says something that doesn't come out great or whatever. And then all of a sudden, it's like one of those movie scenes where all of the bad guys come out of the dark alley and attack the hero. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it's like, it's like, okay, so we're really going all the way back to fifth grade on the school, on the, on the school playground. And this is what we're doing. Like yeah. under, like, I will say this when people do objectively horrible things, go to town. But it's like, what I see is jealousy or um uh i, I just saw like a, the new phrase for clout posting or something or sure yeah, yeah. And, and again you know clout has become just such a such a joke the concept of it the word has just become such a joke holy shit but, is that rain oh god dang do you ooh, hear that rain that, that, that is some rain <laughs> damn yes. sorry go on no that's okay <laughs> um i miss rain um oh dude i get it every fucking day a couple times uh, a day take it I please 
I lived in Seattle. You have to tell me. Um, oh yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Cloud. Here's the thing about Cloud. Um, I see, and you see, and we all see. There are how many thousands of people who are on Twitter every day, and all they do is tweet what they hope will be the viral tweet for that day. Yeah. And it isn't because most tweets aren't that funny. Um, <laughs> but if that's how you're spending your time, I I would encourage you to look inward and 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 ask yourself what hole are you trying to fill with that? Because and the same is true for if you are spending your time just going in and just absolutely not letting people off the hook, whether they're big famous people or everyday people or some people in between, if all you're doing is just glomming on to, to a thread or to someone and saying, oh, well, but you said this last time and you're a hypocrite and you're a liar. And what, and, and, I, and I say this as somebody who lives with mental illness, um, what is it that is really at play here? Is it, is it, is it, is it, is there something going on with you that needs to be addressed? Mm -hmm. And if so, this is not the way to address it. Um, or are you just a jerk? And if the answer is you're just a jerk, get the hell out of my face and get the hell out of everybody's face because I, I ain't got the patience for it. My 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 block button speed, even before I was a content creator, was lightning. I don't have the patience for it. Um, I, I don't tolerate bigotry. I don't tolerate racism. I don't tolerate homophobia. I don't tolerate transphobia. I don't tolerate able. I don't tolerate any of it, because if we can't be, if you are not capable of being a decent human being. I don't want you anywhere near me. I don't want to see what you have to say. I don't yeah. want you to see what I have to say. And I don't care. Like I've had people like, why'd you block me? I'm like, cause you were an asshole and I don't want you anywhere near me. And they're like, oh, I'm like, mm. cause when the answer is, oh, <laughs> then it's like, then they know. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it, it's, you know, I, social media is, I was able to delete Facebook once I stopped working at the gym because I didn't need it anymore. And my God, that felt like the weight of the world was off my shoulders. Um, Twitter is a necessary evil for me, much as, as yeah. I, you know, it, it is for you. Yeah. Um, it's where our people are. And from a business perspective, we've kind of got to be there at the same time. You know, I've cultivated a lot of really great relationships that started on Twitter. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And so there's there's good to be taken with the bad. I think I've met some lifelong friends that do doing Absolutely. this content creation, you know? Absolutely. And so I think the trick is knowing when enough is enough and when you have to put the app down and step away from it for the day. Um and knowing when enough is enough and this person or these people just need to be sent to sent sent to the corner. Um, you know, knowing when enough is enough and when that thing you were about to tweet probably isn't the best thing for you to tweet or that thing that you did tweet that was a bad idea, you should just go ahead and delete it. Yeah. Um, that's another thing is that good people make dumb mistakes on Twitter all the time. Um, when you have an L, take the L. <laughs> delete the thing, apologize, say I was wrong, I didn't know, I had bad information, I made a mistake, I was an idiot, whatever, and move on. 
and and don't don't do the thing where you obviously fuck up and then the replies are 17 pages of why really it's okay that you fucked up no you just fucked up take the loss move on um i think i think that's that's another thing too is is i I, i've seen this where good decent people just get caught in a bad day and they say something that they wish they could take back and the thing about twitter is you can delete the evidence not if somebody screenshotted it but if it's just some minor thing where you just said something shitty that you didn't mean to be shitty just delete it and be done with it like don't there's there's never a hill to die on on twitter like it's pretty much the phrase is 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 this the hill you want to die on the hill you want to die on is not on twitter i promise so don't die on any hills on twitter it's just it's 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 not that it's not worth it it, that ain't it chief yeah it's it's not worth it and like i said just learn to put it down learn learn to put it down walk away absolutely and it's like I said, it's done wonders because I think we've all been there. Like you said, you just get hooked on it, finding the dumb drama. And, and not just magic Twitter, exactly, you know, just Twitter oh, in everything. general. Yeah, d- everything. In, in, in everything yeah. and seeing dumb drama. And then it's you just got to realize, like, there's more important shit. Like, I could go be playing a video game right now or I could go be reading a book or I could be, I don't know, doing the dishes. Something like that. Just something else. You I know? could be exercising. I could be baking dinner. I yeah, could, exactly. Yes, there's any number. And that's the thing is, is at a certain <laughs> point, it's on each of us to say, I have to stop doing this to myself mm-hmm. because I really don't have to be here right now. Yeah, and exactly. it's, it's having that self-awareness and the willpower to say, I am putting this down and I will come back to it when I am ready. So, and that's and what I, more. that's what I've been loving about uh, my podcast and, after I finally gotten over that mental hurdle of just like you, you know, everybody has aspirations. Like everyone secretly wants to make it big, right? You know, when doing this, and sure. everybody wants to get that upper upper echelon. And it took me a long time to finally try to get over that. Um, yep. And I'm at a point now where it's like, you know, I've I I wrote down all the goals I wanted to accomplish for this podcast. Um, mm-hmm. There's just one missing that I really want to do. I've, I've gotten everything else that I've always wanted to do yeah. for the podcast. My last goal is to get day nine on this show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd love to get, and I probably talk nothing but Starcraft ex- besides match. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, I mean, I, I feel like that's another important thing with content creation is, you know, having these small goals as well too. Like, Hey, maybe, you know, you aim to get, 10 views or 10 subscribers or, or 10 downloads, you know, stuff like that. And, and just, know, and just like realistic, that, that exact, exactly goes right back to what we were talking about about, about fitness. It's about having yep. realistic goals done at a realistic pace and not allowing yourself to get fixated on an outcome that is not in your hands because ultimately you can do all the right things. You can, you can, spend all the money on all the things and all the time and can look so slick. And if people don't like it for whatever reason, then what have you done? So instead, and then you're disappointed because like, well, I did this so I could be up here. Yeah. And it's like, that's not how it works. You do it and -hmm. you do it and you do it and you do it and you do it. And if, and if the stars align for you, you end up up here. 
but that's it you can't you can't just it, it's not it's not a fast food order you can't just walk up to the counter of content creation and be like i'd like one celebrity please like that's not how <laughs> it's not that's not yeah. how it works like i'd like three orders of clout like we don't we don't get to do that we have to just you know that's like I, I'm, I'm a guy who writes 1500 words a week and occasionally shows up on podcasts and on streams playing commander and i'm super okay with that could i go be an arena streamer grinder if i wanted to yes i have zero interest in that none yeah none whatsoever and so i'm not gonna do it because even if that were to lead to something for me i wouldn't enjoy it I yeah you don't enjoy it. yeah and i've defeated the whole purpose so um i you know again it's it's all and and this is why this is why i love that i've come to develop sort of a circle of of friends in this community from mm -hmm. all across the spectrum like people who are way up here and people who are here with me and people who are just starting out and people who are not ever going to create themselves they just support and engage with with creators um because every one of those voices is valid and every one of those voices has something different to contribute to my life and to my you know to this ecosystem that's yeah. why olivia can coexist alongside everybody else who's doing edh streaming that's why you know uh and ali eldrazi can coexist alongside every other arena streamer that's why you know i can coexist alongside of louis scott vargas and the articles he writes um there's room for everyone and everything and everybody gets to have a place and there's a lot of beauty in that. And there's a lot of when when you're able to accept it and work under that, you know, under that premise. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of really cool stuff to be found. <laughs> what I found really disappointing is when people who, you know, they get they get that one little taste of of being a big deal. And then all of a sudden, it's they're 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 like the the gif of the the woman you know rolling up the car window. Yeah, like, they're the it, gift of God. You know? Yeah, that's that's <laughs> because because man, that humbling experience is going to come. And, oh yeah. Um, good luck with all that. But you know <laughs> that, that, that's that's the other thing is that the people I respect the most um, are people. Some of them have virtually no influence some of them exert massive influence in this community all of them are themselves they yeah. are who they are they are not acting they are there are no characters um they are them and they are true to that and that's what i respect and that's what i would never ever 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 want to compromise um, yeah, I, 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 you, you, if you tell me that I could, you know, get on the mothership homepage every single day, if I just wrote articles about, man, isn't it how great, how great wizards is and man, aren't they the best company? Like I wouldn't do it. Like, cause I don't believe that to be true. Like I, oh, yeah, I, no. I like they're, they're I, I'm broke. I, I, I'm still surprised do for money. So like that's, yeah. you know. No, I'm I'm surprised I've ever been on the front page for them or even gotten preview cards because, damn, they must have not listened to some of my early episodes, especially when I like trash talk the hell out of Magic Online. <laughs> oh man, you know, and that's and that's something that um, here's here's the deal. 
And I think this year is the year that a lot of people have kind of come to this realization. And for some, it's been more painful than others. I've known this all along. Wizards of the Coast is not our friends. They are a multinational, multi-million dollar corporation inside a multinational, multi-billion dollar corporation. And they care about exactly one thing, and that is our money. And so we have not just the, the, the ability, but the duty and the obligation to let them know when they fucked up. Oh yeah. And oh, oh yeah. And I didn't want to make it seem like, you know, I, know I, you're I not. yeah, I, I'm just, I know you're not, I'm just, no. I'm expressing that for everyone. Yeah. Cause everyone's like, Oh, well, Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to make wizards mad. Cause then I want look wizards doesn't know who the fuck I am. Yeah, I'm not getting a preview. I'm not getting a preview card and I'm fine with it. Cause that's yeah. not why I do this. Yeah, like, and, and I don't want to make it seem like I never talk bad about Wizards or anything. It's just, no. it's when I mentioned that earlier before with Twitter, it's just like, I don't have the, what's the word? The the want to put it out there for like sure. negativity against Wizards. Sure. E- even though I may have my opinions on it, it's, I, I know that I'll just start either getting backlash or just start getting people going. It's like, I don't want to deal with it. You know. And you're do, and that means you're doing Twitter the way that works for you. Yeah. Because that's the thing. I never, if I if I tweet something, I am prepared for what's going to come. And if I'm, and that's why, far more far, I delete far more tweets than I actually tweet. <laughs> like I delete the draft far more than I actually hit tweet. Yeah. Because, you know, you have to do that little risk reward calculations. Like, mm-hmm. is is this, is this the hill I want to die on? And, yeah. um. But but at the same time, you know there are there are things that every now and again, like like yes, I, I, take the fetch lands again for example. We get it, okay? That's we get it. The reserve list, yes, we get it. Like we're not we're really yeah, not. Doing I don't this I don't again. need to talk about that five million more times. Yeah. No, I really don't. <laughs> but when it's hey wizards, you got called out in a major way for problems with your hiring and retention of. Black indigenous people of color. Oh and yeah, I'll fucking talk about do, that all day long. You yeah. promised you were going to do something about it. What have you done? They've done shit. We have to do that. You know. Have you have wizards. you ever read Glassdoor reviews for their company? Oh, it's 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 to be fair, that's every company, and that's oh oh yeah, that's uh, every that's company. Another part of the problem. But again, what we we at, as the as the community at large tend to do is romanticize Wizards of the Coast because it has oh, these friendly faces. No. Because it has these friendly faces and these people that we like and that make they make this game that we love, we think of it as like Care Bear Land, and it's it's so I've, many people I've, romanticize game companies. That that's a big I've problem. I've driven by that building. I don't know how many times. It is a glass office building in Renton, Washington, and ain't nothing fancy about Renton, Washington. Let me tell you, um, that is a business, and no matter how genial a face you put on it it's a business they're gonna do things they're gonna throw us bones every now and again but when they take away msrp that's not to benefit us no nope. when they start selling direct to the consumer on amazon that's not to benefit us when they start to selling when they start selling singles directly in the form of secret layers that's not to benefit us nope everything is done to benefit them and and, and not just and, and, and that's why i think it, it's it's the 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 whole we hear all the time vote with your wallet it's the truth there is exactly one language that companies like this understand and it is money and so when we 
I think the frustrating thing for me is when in the very same breath, people will go from fuck wizards, this is awful, how can you do this? This is just wrong, you need to do better. And then in the in two hours later, oh man, look at this spoiler for Double Masters. This is so cool, I'm buying a case. <laughs> <laughs> They're not gonna learn their lesson or anything. No, you've all, they, they are laughing at you. Yeah. They're laughing at you. And that's how they get to keep getting away with, with bad stuff is because at the end of the day, they win. And and it's and funny you, you mentioned that for Magic because it's D, they're starting to do the same shit for D&D as well, too. Just, yep. yep. So. A lot of, lot of chickens are coming home to roost, and they have to. And that's, yeah. that is part of the life cycle of a business. Um, you know, the, the things have actions and inactions have consequences. And, um, you know, Wizards, Wizards is... You know, look, there's there are a lot of really great people working for this. I mentioned Scott Larrabee. Mm -hmm. um, you know, everyone I I've met Gavin Verhey once. Everyone I know who knows him thinks the world of him. Yeah. And everyone I've met who works at Wizards, I think the world of. Um, but again, that company, that entity has no love for us at all. They love our money. Mm -hmm. And every decision that is made is made with that that and only that in mind and that's the perspective we have to keep when we're deciding what's the bigger outrage is it that fetch lands haven't been reprinted or is it that people of uh, people of different races and sexual identities and genders can't seem to get a fair shake working there which is the bigger deal i know the yeah. answer Magic players don't always know the answer, and that's the frustrating thing about Twitter. Yeah, it's it, you, I get a sense that a lot of them have never really worked in corporate world, so they don't really understand a lot of the why a lot of that shit happens. A lot of them, and it's and 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 understanding as I do that we are two white guys. A yeah. lot. I've I've had just about enough of white people accepting apologies that aren't meant for them, mm -hmm. and white people saying, "Oh well, Wizards is going to do better." See, you see, then get off their backs. No, that's not good enough for the people that this affects. So they, therefore, it should not be good enough for anybody. And I, I this is the year that I think a lot of a lot of white people in this country have had to look themselves in the mirror and say, "Man, I don't really get to have an opinion about that." And we don't no, like you're, it's, you're you know, right. We, you know, it, it's it's it, it's not it, it's it's not on us. It, what it is on us to do is to again not accept apologies that aren't for us and not and not defend indefensible actions. It's to be as supportive as we can without inadvert excuse me without inadvertently traumatizing people more. Yeah, and, and listening and, too, listening to people and understanding what they're going and through. Being empathetic and, and again yeah. being decent human beings. It's not that <laughs> hard, folks. Be good people. That's really that's yeah. that's I I, I I hate that that has to be said in the year of our Lord twenty twenty. And and it, how it, it can be politicized too, which is just even more frustrating. It's absolutely God. Um I, I don't know what it the uh, demographics are like in Reno, um, like if it's more Democratic or Republican. But goddamn, my county is like so heavy Republican, where where wearing a mask is politicized. And I I yeah. I literally got dirty looks the other day for going in a gas station and wearing a mask. 
no one else Which is wearing is... a mask in, and I'm just like, and, and I'll tell you this straight up: I hate wearing a fucking mask. Right? If I yeah. didn't, if if I didn't have to wear a mask, I mean, technically, I know I don't have to. It's not mandated by my county. It's not mandated by the state of Florida. So I technically don't have Which to. Which is a problem, but yeah, that's, technically, that's... I don't have to, but. I still do because one, I want to keep myself and my family safe. And two, I don't want to be a complete asshole and possibly pass it on to someone. Um, Like I haven't seen my mom since the beginning of this pandemic and she, she's a nurse and God, I fucking miss her. And cause she's working with COVID patients every fucking day. And I wish I could go hug her right now, but I can't. Um, And it's very tough. And, um, but just the fact that people are giving me damn dirty ass looks, I'm like, one to say, like, you all motherfuckers, like, you kidding me right now? And things like this should not be political. And but it is, and that's what's so dumb. And it's it, frustrating. Me, it, it, it's it, it's 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 heartbreaking that this is what this country has come to, to the point yeah. that. It is that that you will have people who say this will this will save lives and other people with them in the eyes and say, no, it won't. Or I don't care. Or is really you're, what you're is. infringing on my rights. Look. Uh, history is is riddled with infringements upon our rights for good reasons. Um, I think it's not a coincidence that the the crossover the 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 venn diagram of people who thought the patriot act was a good idea and the people who think that masks are an infringement of their rights is a circle oh man okay oh god i hope not that's scary though so and why do we think that is so you know again i i am i have i have zero i have zero patience tolerance or room in my life to engage with people who are hateful with people who think that there are anyone in this world who they are better than um with people who think that they get to tell me or anybody else how we that that the way we live our lives is um wrong or inferior um i have zero i will not debate you bro um, I, I, I will, I, I no, like that's, I will, if somebody's like, I don't understand this, talk me through it. I'll talk to anybody who's willing to have that conversation. I will not engage with assholes. I'll just, I will block you and I will move on with my day. And I promise we'll both be happier for it. Um, and, and that's true in magic. That's true in fitness. It's true in any yeah. context. Um, you know, the, the block button is a magical, magical, wonderful thing and people don't use it enough. And, um, you know, I, I, I still have Catholic guilt that'll never go away. It's like, Oh, I feel really bad. No, I did not anymore. Nope. I, I don't, I don't give a shit. I will block anybody at any time. I, I don't care. Um, and, and I, you know, again, I, I, at the end of the day, just, just be human beings. Just, just, just be human beings and treat each other like human beings. And it's really not hard. And I don't understand why it has to be, but that's all I ask. None of us is perfect. We all make yeah. mistakes. We all have blind spots. I get that. But just be a, just be a decent person. God, it, it's, it's sad. It's just the state of this country. Like just how even basic human rights 
for certain yep. populations is becoming political hot button issues and it's just it, it, it's it's frustrating right it, it's you, you like to think that hey we're past all the civil rights movement and we are uh, absolutely not and we it, are absolutely not oh no i'm not saying we aren't but you know you you'd like to think that but it's you know then then you just get blind to what other people are experiencing and you know and, well you know we, 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 we what i'd like to think is that we should be past it by now um Instead, the people who will look you in the eye and tell you that racism doesn't exist anymore are the biggest racists on the planet because that somehow just one of those two things somehow add up. I don't know how, but yeah, um, look, we this country is a mess when it comes to the way people treat each other mm -hmm. and there it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. None of this has to happen. We've had centuries to get better at this, and we've and 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 in some ways we've slid backwards in the last two two three years, and that's really disheartening. And you know, uh, you know, I, I just I, I can't imagine what it's like to be some people living in this country today, wondering if they're going to be killed, or harassed, or fired, or not allowed to see a loved one because of the color of their skin or because of their gender or because of their sexuality or whatever. I'm a gay man and I get off really fucking lucky because I'm a white guy. And I, 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 I am constantly smacked in the face with that privilege. Mm -hmm. Um, like, and it, and it, and it kills me that privilege exists. It shouldn't. It is, yeah. it's, it's the 21st century. This shouldn't be a thing that we're still having to do, but, um, vote, vote, vote. <laughs> God, I know. And, and to put a bow on that. Yeah. And, and not just national elections too. vote no, for your uh, state I, I, and local too, though. Cause sometimes down, lo local is even more important than state and national. Depending on where learn, you live, learn who is running for your school board. Learn who is running for your yes. city council. Dear God, yes. For your, for your county elected position, for judges. Learn who's running for sheriff. Learn who's running for the state house, the state senate. Learn who's running for yes. Congress. The down ballot races are infinitely more important than the presidential race. Yeah. I will say that because. Not to say that the president isn't important, but in terms of no. what's going to impact you on a day-to-day -day basis, local and the state. Real, the most real governing happens at the state and local level. Yeah. So um, don't just don't just look at the ballot and pick the letter that matches the one you like. Do the research. Go look up your voter guide. New, your, your local newspapers and TV stations will do profiles on these candidates in most cases yep. for the more prominent races. Go to their websites, Google their names, see if they've been arrested. Yeah, see, no, you know, no, that see. makes a lot of perfect sense. Because and this goes for, and let me be clear, this goes for any party or no or independent. Like, know who you're voting for, and be confident that you're voting for the person who represents your values and who's going to do what you need them to do, and then vote for them. Yeah, because but just vote, just vote. I don't. I mean, just yeah. vote. 
that that it's is never mattered more than yeah, it does right now. That that is one of the great things is you know about being an American is being able to vote. You know yep. that that's one things I've always touted. Like you know I, I've been telling my kids like as soon as you eight, turn eighteen you're gonna go you know register to vote because you're gonna want to um and all that and I've always tried to follow politics as much as I can and I, I like how you made a good point of. You know, it doesn't matter the letter next to their name because as much as I'm a registered Democrat, but that doesn't mean yep. every single Democrat in my local and state area are the best, right? No, it's no, and 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 that's and that's that's the thing about look. Yes, this is a this is a partisan system of government. Yeah, and with that comes partisan politics, right? But no matter what party you're registered with, or whether you're registered independent. Don't ever, don't ever assume vote. anything, because God knows I've been, I'm a, I'm a registered Democrat as well. I've been disappointed by Democrats that I voted for, oh, yeah. more than once, and I wish I could go back and change it. Um, you know, believe it or not, there may be somebody from the other party, the opposition party, who actually more closely aligns with your values, but you maybe you wouldn't have known that if you didn't. Yeah, if you didn't look. do the research. So a good example of that is so my county just had local elections um for this year and two of the judges, um, one Democrat, one Republican, um, I was reading a lot of the stuff about them. The Democrat judge, mm-hmm. like they they didn't talk about anything that they wanted to do. They were just going off on about their life history. It's like, so, but what are you gonna do if you become a judge, right? right? The Republican right. judge told him, like, all right. He, they were the incumbent like this is what i've done this is what i plan on doing and this is how i'm gonna do it so who did i vote for for for, for the republican because they have a plan it, yep. and a lot of it did sound good like hey they want to be able to make the county um oh god I, I don't know the official judge term but basically like if you needed um say you have to go to court for like a non-criminal case or something like that mm-hmm. they they would make sure you know depending on the set amount for it the county would pay the court fees for it right hmm. for for yeah. something and i'm just like hey that's a good idea right that's a great idea yeah you know like hey i don't have to go pay whatever the whatever the official term was for was it um yeah and but then see that's a good example if i voted just blind democrat I, from everything i read about the other judge they told me nothing about them that I, I know their life story but i don't know what they what they're gonna do should they become a judge and yeah. I hope we've learned our lesson by now about electing people to government office who um, don't stand for anything and just want the gig. Because I yeah, reality know, star. I, he's not the only one. Like, make yeah. no mistake, he's not the only one. And and this and this absolutely cuts both ways. Oh yeah. Um, but he's the he's the poster child for sure. Oh god. I mean, let's be honest. That 2016 election that. It was a shit show from start to finish on the Democrat side. It was Hillary stole that away from Bernie. Um, Freaking because I wanted Bernie to win so bad. I voted for him in the primary and he. um, It's just like and, and I feel like the Democrats are shooting themselves in the foot again with Joe Biden. He just feels so unlikable. But, you know, for the most part with Joe Biden, as long as he's not talking too much and tr- he just lets Trump keep talking, makes himself look a lot better. I mean, I feel like the pick with Kamala Harris was a good choice. I mean, here's here's the thing. Like, 
whether whether you're whether you're from you know no matter where you fall on the spectrum of your party whatever party that is you're always going to feel like somebody is either too radical or too middle of the road for your liking mm-hmm. um i understand that there are people who are not terribly excited about joe biden sure i understand that there are republicans who don't necessarily love donald trump but they'll vote for him because they'd rather have him than someone who's diametrically opposed to their viewpoints yeah and the same is true on the democratic side like here's the deal um i get that joe biden was nobody's dream candidate but he's what we got and it's entirely possible that this country doesn't survive another four years with Donald Trump in the White House. And that's what this election's about. So no matter how hard you got to bite your lip, you bite your lip, you fill out that ballot and you do the thing because not voting as we found out four years ago is exactly (laughs) the same as voting for Donald Trump. And pretty much. Um, yeah, that's right. Cause there was like low record turnout during that. Wasn't there back in 2016? Of, yep. And, and, and I think a lot of that is that he exploited the rift between Bernie people and Hillary people. Oh yeah, and for sure. For he, sure. He fueled that fire and the Bernie people stayed home in a lot of places and that made a big difference. Um, and we can't afford to do that again. <clears throat> we cannot. We cannot. We cannot. We cannot afford to do that again. We cannot afford to. Uh, I would argue it's even more important that we flip the Senate and keep the House because that way, even if yeah, he does right. fall ass backward into a win, he loses Congress and he doesn't have a blank check anymore. Yeah, I, I was so, about to say yeah because it not just voting for Senate and House, but also again in two years in 2022 we're gonna have to do the same thing and that's gonna be and those are always the elections where there's super low turnout yep and people midterm midterms matter and 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 again it's it's we saw what happened two years ago you know people showed up and the house flipped and yeah the house flipped the senate is still republican right the senate the senate hasn't yet but i you know again if 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 people if people who say they want things to change get off their ass and vote then things will change yeah and i think that's an important thing you don't get to be on twitter and facebook and instagram howling about this and that and this and that and then either either not be bothered to vote or say well oh i wish it wasn't joe biden so i'm not going to vote for him yeah that's not i'm sorry yeah. that's not good enough I'm sorry. That's just that's just not good enough this year. Like literally, our lives are on the line. And it's it, he's already killed uh, two hundred thousand of us almost. God, and, and it, it's I, it's crazy that I for one would like that to stop. And it's crazy that we're like almost seeing this happening, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I, you know, be, before Trump and all that. Um, God. It, and it's sad to say this, but Trump makes George W. Bush look like an amazing president. And I could, I fucking hated W. 
Like he, j- just it's what he did. Because because <laughs> when you compare them, yes, but yeah, it, it, it's, it, it's it's you, you really have to go back in time and think about the era of that too. Because that was right after nine eleven, and sure. And we had no you know, idea what the fuck you know, was going when on. It comes back to you know when we first got onto this 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 track, it was with this. We saw what happened when we elected somebody who didn't know what they were doing. And what did we think was going to happen? And I think what happened in 2016 was a lot of well, he, there's there's no way he's going to win. There's no way. Oh yeah, I, I was, was definitely I was one of those. Of that. Like I, I think no all of us were. It's I I, I, I will admit I. I thought it was hilarious. Like I liked watching those early Republican debates because it's like it, it was a joke because you're like thinking there's no way he's gonna get past this, right? And it's hilarious the way he's picking on the people because you, you never time. saw that in politics ever before that. Yeah. Right. It was yep. always a very bunch of straight laced people who you know yep. are all respectful and you know. The worst thing they'd call someone is, oh, you're a liar. And I never right. said that type thing, you know? Right. None of this shit that Trump did were, and I think that probably fueled a lot of his support that no one right. yep. saw what he yep. did and people loved it. Yep. Yep. It was, it was that, that, that resonated with a lot of people who otherwise wouldn't have given a crap. Yep. Yep. And, and it's still resonating with a lot of people too, and that's what's yep. scary. Um, well, and that's you know that's look. There's a whole lot of people who are going to have to reckon with the fact that they sold their souls to him, and uh, it's not going to go well. Whenever they get where they think they're going, yeah, they're actually going somewhere else. Um, but that's you know that's just me. <laughs> no, but um, I guess let's talk about something a little bit happier. Let's talk about some magic. I mean, this is a magic podcast, right? Um, sure, I guess I, we should get into it a little bit. Um, yeah, we've talked a lot about fitness, politics, um, content creation, which is about magic a little bit. Um, sure. But um, so you like Commander. Um, you said you've been playing yes. for about four years. Yes. Um, some Spitfire questions here. Uh, sure. What's like? What kind of mage are you? Every time I'm asked this, I change my answer. That's okay. Um, or you can say like, what are your favorite colors? You know that you love yeah, playing. It, it's uh, I I would say, um, white, blue, and green, probably in that order, and it's very very close. Bant. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so um, are how are you excited about what their like redesign is for white? Um, for how they're trying to help white be better, stronger. Yes, I think white needs the help. And I I think that, you know, I, I, I have a, my, my signature deck. The one people know me for is is a mono white hot Daxos, Daxos blessed by the sun. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's that is my da- that's my I, I am that. So um, that mono white has gotten a lot of new toys and it needs them. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think you know we can sit here and wax nostalgic about the color pie but the reality is this is a 28 year old game 27 year old game um and you know change needs to happen if this this is a game that's gonna live on the way that we all hope that it will 
then some things need to yeah the scales need rebalanced right so um yeah i think white i think white white deserves all the help it's getting and, and more um just be if for no other reason that i'm really just tired of all the home oh, on a white jokes because like we get yeah. it get it or or, get or it. playing boros as a joke i'm like right yeah. right we get it yeah we got it. no the yeah. the thing that i think about um because you know i've played the game for a long time um just to give a little history of what i've been playing um i've played i started in urza saga when i was a kid oh wow okay played until about nemesis and then stopped until kamigawa came out and i played kamigawa until the last ravnica set with dissension i think it was mm-hmm. um stopped again and then i picked it up again um when m13 came out and i've been playing ever since i um, haven't okay. stopped and then been doing this podcast and god I'm, I, <laughs> it's just like fuck it's never gonna end no it's not not, not, yeah. not not that i want it to end but it's like it's one of those things like I never thought I'd be doing it this long, but um, but that's beside the point. Um, but I it, it feels like the past couple of years. I mean, obviously we know Simic has become really strong, but I also feel like green has almost become like the new yes. blue the past couple of years because I can remember. I don't think there's any question that green is the best color for commander. Yeah, and it's because I both on its own. Yeah. and in combination with other things, I don't. Because I cannot recall. I mean, green has always been good at ramping, right? It, that that that's right. always been its thing. But I cannot recall, and you know, people in comments or anybody who sends me emails on this, correct me if I'm wrong, but I do not remember the amount of card draw green has ever had green is now good at everything yes green and, and is good at card draw green is good at ramp green is good at removal green is good at attack yes. green is good at everything because it and it's bad at nothing like that's the problem green yes has no holes anymore it, like, it used no, to be no vulnerabilities it used to be ramp and like play big beasties that was about it with green and that, there were ways to deal with that and, and and it's not that green could never draw cards it's just wasn't ever its big primary focus now it's hey you know let's draw 50 cards because i've got a 50 50 out you know and and i i i'm hopeful for the redesign or not, i don't even really want to call it redesign i don't i don't know what you would call it the the yeah, help that white needs to get or yeah. something i just hope it doesn't become like the new green like that I don't. I don't think it will. You don't I, think I it think, will. I don't think they'll ever admit it, but I think they know they've worked green, and I think they know yeah. they've got to dial it back. Um, they, I mean, that's wizards. They never admit a mistake like that. But um, except that one head, time when they made hedging, Splinter Twin combo in Aether Revolt. Well, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> uh, that the one time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's. I. I don't think there's any danger of that. I think. I think what white needs and what I hope it gets is for it to be a color that can stand on its own. Yes. Um, and, and for it to be a color that can have its own, um, still have its own things that it does better than the other colors, but also the ability to at least do a little of what the other colors do. Do you feel like card um, draws the big thing it's lacking? Card, I think card advantage, card and, advantage, and and, and and that comes typically when we when we talk about card advantage is card draw, but um, you know I I think white tends to be very slow just in the sense that yeah there's a lot of really great one and two drops in white but all your best stuff is seven eight nine 
and white doesn't ramp nearly the way that um, green or black or blue ramp. Sometimes uh, even so, sometimes even red, depending. Sometimes on. even red. Yeah. yeah, I mean, red's got tons of ways to get cheaty mana, and white really doesn't. So you can be waiting an awfully long time to be able to play your big beater while the green player across the table it's turn three and they're playing an eight drop and you're like oh awesome so yeah that kind of happened to me today so yeah exactly (laughs) so so card draw but i think also i think also you know white doesn't you know you know blue's got more ways to look through a deck than white Mm -hmm. does green has a hell of a lot more ways obviously black does because that's black's biggest thing yeah um you know uh but white doesn't have an awful lot of ways to go get stuff that isn't prohibitively expensive, like an Academy rector or like a, you know, like an enlightened tutor and things like that. Yeah. So, and, um, and it's just mainly enchantments. They, it looks for that. I can think and, of and right? occasionally artifacts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. It's not, yeah. Now, again, that's not to say I'm not, I'm not saying print vampire. Tutor yeah. White. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying that. What I am saying though is, even if it's not that specific thing, do something to help white keep pace. Because if a white deck falls behind, it tends to be out. Whereas yeah. a blue deck or a green deck or a black deck can come back. And again, all of that is magnified when you add green to another combination versus you adding white. You know, how often do you see, you know, an Azor, you know, Azorius does one thing, Boros does one thing, Celestia does one thing. Orzov does one thing, and but how often do you see you can you can have a deck archetype of any kind add green to it, and all you've done is make that better? Yeah, you're I right. I would like to see white have a little bit of that ability, right, where you can use white as a utility color and not have it be okay. Well, it's Orzov, so it's one of these three things because that's all it can be. Yeah, because that's I mean it's you know again it's a 27 year old game like. Let's go. Like let's you know, there's still plenty of there's plenty of room for exploration and growth um in 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 how this game is played and especially in this format where we're this is what we do is yeah. we make things work that aren't supposed to work. Like give us give us more tools to do that. I I think. No, it, you make a lot of good points and um seeing that one card that they uh spoiled for Commander Legends that white keeper the cord i think or something yeah, um yeah. that gets me a little excited you know for what it can do and i'm excited yeah. to see what else they have up their sleeve for it um yeah. like i said i just hope they it i hope they learn their lesson with green like you said hope they don't bore and they know where white. to stop yeah, yeah i agree um but yeah it's um so you you mentioned um you like playing bant colors essentially um, what are some of your favorite commanders that you like playing? So Daxos is Daxos yeah. is my dude, and and I'm for for better or worse, I'm married to that deck for the rest of my life now. Um, my, was that your uh, first my, my, EDH deck? What's that? Was that your first one or no? Oh, okay, no, no, no. Um, it was I when when Theros Beyond Death was spoiled. Um, I was like, hey, that Daxos is hot. I'm going to build mm-hmm. that deck, and that became a meme and. People were like, you have to build this. I'm like, do I really? <laughs> um, and it's, I've, I've refined it to the point where it's actually a pretty good deck. Um, but uh, no, it was not my first. Um, my other pet deck is a mono blue deck, and it's um, 
Sun Quan, Lord of Wu from Portal Three Kingdoms, which I which, which one is that? He is no, I call him Horsey Man because he's the one that gives everybody horsemanship. Oh, and okay, okay. Don't know if you know this, but horsemanship is not a common keyword ability. So yeah. very often it's just, okay, now everybody gets through and all kinds of crazy things happen. So um, that's probably my other uh, my other kind of pet deck. I had a Crufix deck in Simic a long time ago that I really liked, but it was a li- maybe a little bit too much. I had a Brago deck in Azorius that was way too much. I had to take that apart. I, I was you losing took apart your Crufix? Took apart Crufix. That was more necessity. I had to sell my cards at the time. Oh, yeah. Um, that, that's completely uh, I might re- Yeah, I might rebuild it someday, but... Brago, I took apart because I was I was about to get shamed, and yeah. I didn't I didn't I didn't want yeah. that. Crufix um, is my all time favorite commander. Like he he was my first, and always going to be my favorite. It's there's just so much fun to be had with just yeah. dumping all of that mana and being like I'm going to do X is 150. <laughs> like it's just it's it's I, I'll never yeah. forget I, I I won a game with with Crufix where I I was if I passed the turn I was dead. Yeah. So I need I I had I had like thirty five cards in my hand, and as you should I, as Crufix as, as you should, and one <laughs> of them was a Lab Man. So I cast the Lab Man, and then I was like, okay, I'm gonna cast Blue Sun Zenith, and X is, and I tapped everything I had. Like I did the, I did the mana all because I had like a doubling cube and all kinds yeah. of stuff. Like I did everything just so, and X ended up being. Um, 55 or I think it was 55 and there were 54 cards in my library Ooh, nice! And if I had done the math wrong even a little bit I would have lost the game and wow, that's awesome. that was it I was done like that yeah. was my only shot um, and so it was just like it was it was John and Livy sitting there like they're like oh my god count it and I'm like <laughs> and I'm like tapping, and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like drawing because I'm like I think I know how many cards are in my library because I was counting like my hand and my graveyard and everything. But I'm like, yeah, uh, and they're just sitting there, like, <laughs> and they're just like leaning in, and I'm just, I'm just like, oh, I got it. And they're like, okay, great, let's go to lunch. I'm like, okay, great, awesome. But that was yes, I love Crufix. Crufix is great fun. My um, my my MVP in my Crufix deck. Now it, it, it is Eldrazi base, and you know I've got a lot of ways to cheat stuff out. But my MVP yeah. of that deck, who's been in there since the beginning, is Hydra Broodmaster. Freaking, that's a good card. I, I, my f- favorite time that I ever won was like I had seventy something mana saved up. I dumped it all into Hydra Broodmaster and made what 30, 30 30s and all this. I'm just won. That was the best way. He, he's my MVP. That's 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 a fun card. Yeah, for <laughs> sure, for sure. So Brago, you had to take a part because you wanted to have friends. Yep. <laughs> yep. I've got a Grand Arbiter <laughs> deck. So the thing about Brago, and I think the, I think Grand Arbiter is kind of in the same category. They're not strong enough to really be CEDH. No. But they're also way too strong for the average table. Yeah. And for for what most people want to get out of. Yeah. And. That is where it's in that no man's land where like, well, I can't really just say, well, I'm going to make this my competitive deck because it's not really going to win. It's yeah. just going to make people hate me. And I don't play commander for people to hate me. So um, 
I, I was just like, as much fun as it was to mill everybody out on turn three and as much fun as it was to skip everybody's combat step every turn because of Stonehorn Dignitary and make 38 golems with oh, that sounds strike great. and flying. Um, <laughs> as fun as that was, it really wasn't. And I needed to, I needed to, I needed to, uh, I needed to, to put him to bed. So yeah, long no. may he reign, but not, not for me. I, I, yeah. I, I, I'm not, not feeling it. Yeah, my community, um, they get mad at me whenever I play Crufix, um, cause it just, it, it's, it's dumb and stupid how it goes off. Um, but mm-hmm. it's, you know, especially, and I feel like this is always important. And I, I, I've seen how Olivia talks about it too, is talking about the power level talk, talking to mm-hmm. your table on what you all want to agree on playing, because there's been too many times, especially, you know, before the pandemic going to an LGS and then you'd have some freaking pub stomper. And that's pretty much one of the reasons why well, I built and, Grand Arbiter yeah. was because so you had that just oh, 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 to stop people and then also stop my yeah. freaking friends because they'd love to build those stupid combo decks. And I'm all like, like, no, stop, counter, counter. <laughs> um, but it's that I. I got to say, ever since this pandemic, I've been playing more EDH than ever. Um, before, mm-hmm. I'd only ever play like maybe once a month if I'm lucky. Um, yeah. Now it's at least minimum twice a week, like three, like two to three games a night or, mm-hmm. or two to three games that night whenever I play. And um, yeah, but yeah. So what else? What else well, do you we have? We should play sometime. Yeah. He- heck not, yeah. Not, um, yeah. Either not for nothing. Yeah, either come on my stream or just play off stream or whatever. Um, you know, I, I I'm down for whatever. I, I stream every Tuesday night and Saturday morning, and then maybe once in a while a random stream. Well, my Saturday morning be pretty early for you, because I I, yeah, I start at eight a.m. Yeah. So that might yeah, be so I'm, I'm, I I might be I'm a little early. One of my one of my good friends uh, in this community is Jim from the Spike Feeders, and yeah, um, he every once in a while will play. In, at what is hella early my time on Saturday morning, he's like, he's like, hey, do you want to get up at uh, five a.m. and play with us? I'm like, I love you. No, <laughs> no, I don't. I, I've just got um, a, I've so, just got a bunch of friends like over in the UK, um, Magic players, and that's the best time for us to all play Saturday mornings because it's like, yeah. you know, eleven, twelve o'clock for them, and you know, so. But yeah, yeah. M- maybe like just, a Tuesday you, you evening know where or something. To find me. Yeah, 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 for you know, sure. You man. know where to find me, and it, and and same thing too. Like I, I'm not one of those people who's like so thirsty for internet points that like I only play on a stream. Like I, I I'll have just as much fun. It, truly, I if I if if it means I don't have to be on for the game, then yeah. I'm super cool with that too. Where I just get to oh no, I I, and, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. So, you, yeah, you, but anyway, you get to curse a way more to curse. <laughs> oh yes, yes, absolutely. Um, and um, so. But, so but, you were asking what else I have. So I've yeah. got, um, I just built, last weekend, I just built a uh, Mazarek deck because that, I got it. Who's that? Mazarek, uh, Crawl Death Priest. He's the Golgari one where every time a player sacrifices another permanent, put a plus one, plus one counter on each creature you control. So basically... I, I probably know who you're, t- you're I trying, just can't picture it right now. He was in... Um, he was in the same commander precon as Marin, I believe. Oh, okay, okay. That he was, was what twenty fifteen commanders. 
from the Marin deck. Yeah, I think that was and then he Commander was reprinted 2015. In, yes, and then he was reprinted in Double Masters. And so oh, when okay. I was looking okay. for my Double Masters singles to, to buy, I was like, I need a new deck, and this looks intriguing. So um, it's purely a cards I had lying around build, but basically it's yeah. just um, make lots of creatures, sacrifice lots of creatures sacrifice lots of treasures there's like an investigate sub theme in there because you know as i said shadow's block was my first block and i that that was such a good limited uh format to shadows i really wish that investigate could be a thing and and i get that it kind of is in blue but we're not in blue. We want to do it in something else. So well, you can do it um, in green with so tireless tracker, and that's about it. Yes, and tireless tracker <laughs> is in the deck, so. which pretty so much is blue. The... Exactly. So, <laughs> um, so that's my that's my newest one. Um, I've got a cold Daxos, um, the Orzhov Daxos, which is enchantress. It's exactly what you think. Wait, it the Orzhov Daxos, um, and then what, was that uh, one of the ones Daxos... that was printed in the Commander precons or something? Yes, that's the exp- you get an experience counter every time you cast an enchantment. Oh yeah, um, yeah. okay, okay. I remember that one. Make yeah, the, you make the spirits that are XX where X that's is your right. experience. I, I don't see that commander very often. That one. So that was that was my first deck because that was the first precon I bought. And okay, um, I so Scott Larrabee um, designed Daxos that Daxos, and so when I met him oh, okay. for the first time. We were just talking about stuff, and I was like, oh, I have a Daxa stuff. He's like, which one? I'm like, white, black. He's like, I made that. I'm like, what? So uh, and for, and it, for people who it. don't know, I'm sorry, um, who's Scott Larrabee for yes. people who may not know? Scott Larrabee, Scott Larrabee is on the Commander Rules Committee, and he also is vice president of something fancy at Wizards. Um, okay. Uh, I don't know what he does, but he's he's... He does he does design, um, but he also I think he's also uh, I think it might be organized play I think is is his domain. Um, okay. But he's a wonderful he's a wonderful human being, um, and uh, so he designed uh, the the Orzov Daxos from Commander twenty fifteen, and so I got to play that against him playing his version of it, which naturally nice. it's much better than mine. Um, and so <laughs> he probably has a lot more cards. <laughs> He really does. So, <laughs> um, so that was really cool. And then uh, I have a Riku of Two Reflections deck, um, nice. which I, is I, I've been told to build that because I don't have a single teamer commander. Riku is fun because Riku can be whatever you want it to be. Like you can go hard on um, creating copies of your creatures. You can go hard on. The spell slinger part of it, you can go like pure burn with it. You can go mill with it. Don't do mill mills, mean. Mill. Um, but you can do mill with really? it. Really, and you can do. Dang, blue has lots of mill spells. You copy yeah, them that's three or true. Four times. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, you can do. Um, you can use instant and sorcery spells that copy your opponent's creatures, and creatures that copy clone creatures. And make copies oh, of them. That's I won a game with that deck because I made twenty three Niv Mizzets on the table. Only twenty three. Um, I could have had more, but I stopped. Um, <laughs> and if I had if I had gone to combat on that turn, I would have had like a hundred and forty some. But um, made twenty three Niv Mizzets, drew nice. one card, 
and uh, killed everybody at the table, including somebody who was at 150 life. That felt good. Damn, um, that's amazing. Because that 23 awesome. Niv Mizzets all see each other. So wait, which Niv Mizzet was it? Niv Mizzet Perun. So oh, okay, okay. They all see each other. So you cast one instant, which means you get the trigger, which means they all see each other drawing cards. And whenever this happens, it's just like, it's it's like. Oh, yeah, display. yeah, that's right. Because you're going to draw a card per instant or sorcery. That's right. Exactly. Well, one instant or sorcery, you draw a card off each Niv Mizzet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Each yeah, card yeah. draw triggers the damage. That, that's right. On that's right. Each Niv Mizzet. So 23 card draws that trigger. 23 like per Niv Mizzet. 4,000 damage or something like that. So, so, yeah, so it's 23 yeah. times 23, essentially, you're doing? Or whatever it is. Yeah, 400 damage or something like that. Because, 20, yeah, so. 529 damage. There we go. So that's pretty, um, pretty cool. That's the great. That's the cool thing about Riku is that you can, in those colors, you can, you can make anything, you can make nothing, you can make everything and it'll all work with him. Um, it's, it's a fun, it's a fun, it's a fun commander to, 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 to play with. That's awesome. For that's sure. Awesome. Oh man. Um, my latest one that I built is, um, I should have played it on stream with uh on command fest with olivia but i thought we were all gonna be doing um a little bit lower power level so i just brought my mono green deck um i just mm -hmm. recently built a captain sisay shrines deck and um mm -hmm. and I, I don't know mm -hmm. if you saw when she was on stream what how she was playing where she basically milled herself out with her um i i, I did not see it but i heard it because i was in yeah. the next room so i oh god yes, i was I what was... commander was it um it was um uh, it, it was her enchantment uh, deck um i'm why am i drawing a blank Atraxa. Uh, yeah Atraxa. Atraxa. that's right that's right yeah and um i i wish i'd play my captain sisay deck because the other night i was playing off stream with it and i managed to pull an olivia i'll, I'll call it pulling an olivia where i m basically milled myself out because i had like five million enchantress and edelons out and mm -hmm. just kept drawing enchantments after enchantments like holy fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the thing and what i love about livy is that she gets such a kick out of that it's like oh yeah it was like hilarious she's like, like she la she like she's still she's talking about it like yesterday to somebody like that that that's she she and i are of like mind on a lot of things as it relates yeah. to magic but um you know especially that like what this format is supposed to be like this is supposed to be fun yeah and you're you're supposed to be able to play it however you want and no one gets to tell you how to play, how to build your decks. Yeah. No one gets, there's no right number of lands. There's no right number of single target removal spells. I don't care how many videos somebody does about yeah. it. That doesn't mean there's ever an objective right answer. The answer oh, yeah. is how many lands do you want in there? Great. That's the right answer. Oh yeah. And that's, that's what I always I tell will, people. I will, yeah. I will die on that. No, no, I 100% agree because, like, when I do a deck tech on one of my commander decks is I tell them this is what I do because this is what I like, um, and, you know, and it's not perfect because there's only a few, like, there's probably, like, two or three commander decks that I've purposely built to be as optimized as possible. All, all my other ones, like, all because I have, like, 24 in total, that, like, 90% of them, I just build them, I don't give a shit, you know? You know, if there's obviously yeah. a good card that comes out and I really want it, I'll get it. But for the most part, I'm not going to make it optimized. I'm not going to put, 
I'm not going to spend money for fetch lands and dual lands in it. I don't care about sure. that. Sure. You know. No. And uh, and and let's and let's be really honest. Fetches and duels aren't that good in Commander. <gasps> How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> they're 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 good, but they're not that good. Everybody, calm down. Um, My evolving wilds is I mean, great yeah. in Commander. Okay. <laughs> Obviously, you're talking I about. I have no response to that. That was good. <laughs> that was really good, and that was well done. Um. But yeah, I'm the same way. Like my like my Daxos deck, for example. So it's a life gain deck, right? So you yeah. would think that well, Daxos is in there. So naturally, there's a there's a Heliod and Ballista combo, right? Nope. Naturally, Aetherflux Reservoir is going to be in there, right? Nope. Nope. Naturally, Felidar Sovereign's in there, right? I don't want to win that way. I think those are boring ass win cons for me. Yeah. I don't begrudge anybody who wants to play them, but for me. There's nothing less exciting than being like, well, uh, it's turn three and I've got uh, 65 life, so you're dead. Yeah. Uh, I, that's yeah, like I, my... No, no, no interest in that. So, yeah, that that's like my um, Narset deck. Um, whenever I pull out Narset Enlightened Master, everybody automatically assumes it's the infinite turns, you know, right. cast five million free spells. Nope, it's basically Monk Tribal with all my favorite Narset Planeswalkers in it because I tried yep. to make it as flavorable as possible and I, I've won with it, but that's because I had mm -hmm. a bunch of monks out, pumped them up with prowess like five times and swung yep. and win. And that's fun. I Take, I loved it. <laughs> another example from Livy. Livy's got a Liliana tribal deck because Lily's her favorite character. It's the first yeah. character she ever cosplayed. Um, so it's a Lily tribal deck, but... Lily, you know, or Baby Lily from Origins is a yeah. fairly popular commander, right? And it's yeah. a discard or a sacrifice or a graveyard deck, right? This is literally a deck filled with nothing but every Liliana Planeswalker, even the crappy ones. Um, every card that has Liliana in the name, um, cards that have Liliana in the flavor text um, or the art or whatever, um, and 27 lands. I'm not Damn, kidding. Damn, only 27? She Shit. will. She cuts lands to add in new Lily cards. Damn. She doesn't, and she doesn't care. It's not a good deck, and she doesn't care because it's hers, and she loves it, and she has fun playing it, and she wins with it every once in a while. And that's all that matters. That's she has fun with it. this format. That's yeah. this format. It, this it's, I, not, I get frustrated. This is um, not a pissing contest. I, I I will say I get frustrated um sometimes with people where I will put out a deck list or something or 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 if I'm not asking for better cards in a deck and and or like I'm doing a deck tech or or sharing my list out and I'm not asking for help for it you get the five million people that are saying oh well why don't you have this card in it or this card that card because uh, I don't because I don't. I don't want to, right? Or I had um I just I got a Jace the Mind Sculptor because I've wanted one in my Grand Arbiter deck forever, right? Jace the Mind Sculptor mm -hmm. is not the best planeswalker in Grand Arbiter. There's way no. better ones. It's not the best planeswalker in EDH, but I wanted one because no. I I want to be able to brainstorm for free, you know? And yeah, and absolutely. and I feel I like put, I I I, I get that all yeah. the time with Daxus. It's like why don't you have Aether? I'm not even that. It's like, well, put this on. I'm like, I'm like why is Basri Ket in there? Because he's cute. 
Yeah, you like the card. And he fits. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and they're like, really? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. We're not splitting the atom here. <laughs> it's a it's a children's game for children that we're playing as adults. Yeah, exactly. Lion men and and cat snakes and dragon things and stuff. Like everybody, calm it the hell down. Like, no, like it, it's supposed to be fun. Yeah, it's the it's that ultra competitive mindset sometimes that is frustrating. It's yeah. not to me. It's not that because look. When we even when we sit down with our fun meme pet decks, we would prefer winning over not winning. Right? Oh, of course, yeah. So I don't of think course. it's. I, I, I don't or maybe know, the this optimizers. Was actually, this was, or this was no. It was. I wrote about this in one of my articles about a month, month and a half ago. It's not a competitive thing. It's a. I'm smarter than you. I know how uh, you should build your deck better I than see. you do. Thing that can fuck all the way off. I, you know, comp- you know, competition, you know, is, is one thing. I mean, it's, a, it's a game with a winner more mm-hmm. often than not. Right. So I get that, but it's, it's, I, I don't like that, that, that I don't, when there's condescension or when there's, um, you know, just, just patronization of other players yeah. that there's that, no, I keep that out of my format, save that for modern and vintage and I, keep it away from me because that's not that's the opposite of what this format's about 100 agree 100 agree and i think that is a good place to end it here we're almost at two and a half hours here for i agree i that, i that's, cannot um, believe it's <laughs> time flies i know like, like i said this whole day has gone crazy fast like <laughs> And, and right to the end and and i keep looking at obs um i don't want you to make think like i'm looking at something else because it's it's one of those oh, things no, yeah. like i'm having to constantly like make sure it's still recording and all that and because yes i'm familiar with i'm familiar with the <laughs> fickle mistress that is so. but um so no worries there so let's end it off where people can find you um if they want to reach out to yeah. you where they can find your articles and all that Easiest place is going to be Twitter. Um, it's it's at Davey K-U-M-D, D-A-V-I-E-K-U-M-D, pronounced Davey K-U-M-D. There is no other way to pronounce that. Um, <laughs> okay? Okay? Listen, okay? In my defense, I didn't realize that until like eight years after <laughs> I had the username, and it's too late now. So. Oh, so um, that's a username you've had for a while then. That's since I joined Twitter in oh, because that my email address at I went to the University of Maryland and my email address was davyk at umd.edu. So I just put the two together, smushed them together for Twitter, didn't think anything of it. And then like two years ago, somebody's like, Do you realize what that says? And I'm like, Well, I do now. So <laughs> but it's, it's, it's too late. Um so that's but but yeah, that's that's the best place. I I tweet about my articles, I tweet about fitness. Um, my DMs are always open there. So if you've got questions about fitness, um, you got questions about uh, wanting to build subpar mono white demigod decks, um, whatever <laughs> it is, um, come say come say hello. Um, you're never bothering me. There are no dumb questions. Um, I'm always happy to to talk to people about whatever you guys want to talk about. So I, I mean, I have a Twitch channel, but I barely use it, um, and so I don't even feel like I want to give that. Uh, I don't want to do that. Um, the other thing, as far as cool stuff, if you go to coolstuffing.com to the articles page and search for my name, uh, just search for Dave. Dave Coaston will pop up. That's me. Um, but again, I tweet about it. Every, my, my stuff comes out every Friday morning. So um, nice. you can be sure that as soon as I see it posted on the page, I tweet it because 
I need that instant validation from the people. So, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Sweet. Well, thank you again for coming out. I really appreciate you taking time out of your day coming thank on. Thank you and... for having me. I appreciate oh, you're it. Welcome. You're welcome. It was fun um, talking about, God, a, a lot of shit. <laughs> it was fun. We covered a lot of ground, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, awesome. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, thank you all for watching, uh, listening, and all that, and have a great night. Hey everybody, hope you really enjoyed that interview. I had a great time talking with Davey there. Um, it can't, I had to, I was looking at the time and I'm like, oh crap, this is already over two hours. And I'm like, you know, uh, let, let, let's end it. Let's end it. It's like, I could have kept going. It's like, yeah, just um, re re really, really good guy and really make sure you follow him and in his articles. Uh, he's a pretty good writer. Uh, about EDH stuff and if you're not a fan of EDH uh, you should read him anyway because he's a good writer and hey maybe, maybe you know you could try out EDH and see if you like it or not um anyways but thank you again Davey for coming on and um it was a great time talking with you and thank you all for listening watching out there really do appreciate it and yeah I guess that's about it all right so have a good one everyone <laughs>